You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to the 42 cast, your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. As always, I'm your host, Nathan, and we have another great episode lined up where we're going to talk about season eight of Arrow. But before we do that, just a few notes. Not a whole lot has changed in the last few weeks. Still watching Titans, still watching through Godzilla movies, all that kind of stuff. One thing that I did want to point out is that we're getting very close to episode 100. I'm kind of excited. I hope that you are too. That's quite a milestone for the show. I wasn't sure I was going to get there when I started out, and certainly with the release schedule the way that it has been up until recently, there was certainly reason to doubt that we would get up that high. But yeah, episode 100 isn't going to be a normal episode. Definitely wanted to have a few surprises in store. So yeah, just wanted to put that out there. So stay tuned for more developments on that front. Other than that, looking forward to the return of the CW shows in January. Uh, It'll be a little weird that Arrow won't be among them. It'll be the first year in, well, in eight years that uh, we haven't had Arrow at the start of a new season. So definitely curious how everything's going to play out with the different shows, uh, how they're going to wrap up things. I know now I don't think any of them, except possibly Black Lightning, is going to retain the storyline that they were originally planning to do. Flash, of course, has had to rejuggle things with the firing of Hartley Sawyer, and Batwoman, with the replacement of their Batwoman, is going to have to rejuggle things. So I'll always wonder what it would have been like if we had been able to finish out the seasons the way that they were originally written, if COVID hadn't been a thing and and they had been able to do what they wanted to do. But it'll also be interesting to see how Flash and Batwoman handle the changes, and even Supergirl, I'm not sure, is going to go exactly by the scripts that they had that would have closed out the season originally. I think that they're changing some things too i think partially to extend john crier as lex luther i think he was supposed to be done at the end of last season but i think that because he's already going to come into this season i think they're going to extend him possibly through the end of this season also but that's all speculation on my part i am very curious to see what they're going to do with these shows of course supergirl and legends don't come back until march but the other shows are coming back in january so we'll see uh how that all pans out And I mean, they still say that the word's still out on Green Arrow and the Canaries, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that that one is not going to happen. But we also discussed that in the podcast. So without further ado, let's join the podcast already in progress. Let's meet our cast for this week. And starting out, it's a voice you haven't heard in a while. He is our resident video game expert. He hails to us from sometime in the first century AD, our Roman on the rocks. James, how are you doing, James? Good. <laughs> You're so mellow after that introduction. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I know. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, like I'm I'm doing training at work, and it's just it's it's taking a lot of my mental fortitude away. I enjoy it, but uh, they're like, "We'll pay you more money if you get through all of it." And I was like, "Cool, I guess I sacrifice my mental sanity for more money." Money's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I dig it. Uh, so, what are we drinking today, James? Well, you know, it's March. Hmm. Uh, March Day month, and it's coming up in about a week and a half, I think, March 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll be turning the big 3-5 this year, and uh, as such, when it starts a St. Paddy's Day month, and so I am actually drinking, uh, I'm finishing off uh, my Jameson Stout Edition uh, whiskey. So this was an Irish whiskey made by the Jameson Factory, but they aged it in their Guinness uh, Stout Barrels. Um, so it has a little bit of a deeper, richer like flavor into it. Um, and then uh, since that that all but gave me like a finger of whiskey in a glass, so there wasn't much in there. Um, so I'll probably also be drinking my Tullamore Dew, which is Irish whiskey that uh, I really like. It's just a a lot of people. I like I've tried different age. Mm-hmm. versions of it um and honestly they're all okay my favorite is just the base level telemore do it's just a really smooth irish whiskey it's very easy to drink so you could sip it you shots with it and not like feel like you're just drinking turpentine <laughs> awesome you know james uh, i know you like to do like podcasting about video games and stuff like that but really you ought to do like uh, some kind of whiskey cast <laughs> I mean, it's not beyond the 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 pale of of what I could do for sure. Like, that's one of the things I wanted to do when I first started doing like game reviews is I wanted to do like a pairing of whiskey uh, to the game I played, and so it'd be like this was a really bad game. So like, drink this really garbage plastic bottle whiskey because if you're gonna destroy your soul playing this game anyways, why not like just really get the job done. Oh, well, that's very fitting. I I think that you should do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the great thing is, you know enough about your whiskeys that you probably could pair every game to a unique one. That's pretty true. (laughs) All right. Well, it is great to have you on the podcast, Jay. Yeah, it's great to be back on. All right. Next up, it is the guy that needs no introduction. He's the man that you love to hate. That is Ryan Guthrie. How are you doing, Ryan? Well, I'm drinking a fine Power Aid Zero Sugar Orange. Uh, so, you know, not as apparently as other people. It's been three months, you know, and uh, has zero calories. So, that okay. I got that going for it. Very good. <laughs> so, uh, what's been going on for you, Ryan? Well, um,. Oh, this weekend, yeah, uh, I, I've I finally broke down and got progressive lenses. So you know that feels like a milestone of some sort. You know? <laughs> Not a good one necessarily. Is that opposed to conservative lenses? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it is. These these lenses believe in you know equal rights and other. <laughs> That's like. Oh, God, what was that that I saw? I remember seeing something. I uh, can't remember what it was now, but the person puts on, like, these glasses and, like, everything, like, changes. It's like all the racism and everything just, like, disappears. Because it's like, it's been, it's like, I forget what comedy show or whatever I was watching, but that's a... So you, I thought you are going to go into a, um, uh, um, uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Uh, what's the name of that movie? Uh, they, um, they Live? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Whatever. I, yeah, no, I know what you're talking yeah. about, but yeah, no, I... No, I was actually talking about... No, this is something I saw fairly recently where it's like... It's like these, like, glasses that, like, the person puts them on and, like, they don't see the racism or anything going on around them. It's, like, completely different. Everybody's smiling and happy and, you know, everything's... So, you know. Rose-colored glasses, I guess. Sounds like Mad TV. Yeah, it sounds like a Mad TV, but it's not because it's recent, so, you know. Now, these glasses don't do that. All they look far away mm. and up close at the same time. But it has made me realize that I must really look down my nose at people because I, I got to tilt my head down to look in front of me so i guess for like all my life i've just been staring down my nose at everyone you know, which explains so much that, no. that makes sense because i think i've heard the audio equivalent of that from you so yeah. you know <laughs> well with you i acknowledge it you know? <laughs> yeah um so yeah, anything anything fun going on for you recently, or is it just the I'm getting old and I need progressive lenses? Dude, I'm folding laundry while we're doing this, so that's my life. <laughs> Are you even alive? Yeah, I'm folding laundry. I've got a sugar-free drink, and, you know. Right, I'm I know. Progressive lenses. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. About, about the only thing I, uh, let's see, I've caught up on, I think, just about all TV. I'm actually getting into the backlog of, um, you know, series on Netflix and all that stuff to binge. So that's progress, I think. Okay, so let me ask you a couple questions. Then. I have not seen Black Lightning, <laughs> but that's one of them. <laughs> have you seen The Gifted? No. Uh, Okay, here's the thing. You need to understand, it's a two-person... I have a vote on what we watch, and my wife has a vote on what we watch. She also has a veto on what I choose. (laughs) We're watching Outlander at the moment. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man, I'm sorry. (laughs) So, So let me ask, because, you know, I've never seen it, but I'm familiar with it, and I've seen the odd clip, you know, like, as I'm scrolling through on Facebook... Is Fabio in that series? <laughs> Not in up to season two. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it just seems like uh, it just seems like it, it's a series that should have Fabio with his shirt like gently ripped. While uh, yeah. like there's a woman like down the hill with her hands reaching I mean, up towards. It, and that's exactly. What, if I had to pick a genre, it is definitely sci-fi romance. You know, or you know, time travel romance. Yeah. I met the author a couple of times. She lives in um, mm. uh, Phoenix, and so she would do all the cons out there. And uh, so we would see her do cons, like like after she had her first book, but before it had taken off. You know, so she was still humble. Mm. You know, nice. But I, it's it's. Uh, I think it, it's like I can see how this can appeal to a lot of people for me it's like oh oh yeah sure well yeah, i'll watch it why not but i don't know that i'd necessarily wa- I have chosen it if i was on my own but every woman who's ever seen it tells me how great it is right yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean that's how it always struck me is it's like yeah there's a time travel MacGuffin in there so it's sci-fi in quotes but it's really a harlequin romance novel yeah. so many ways, you know? <laughs> right so how would you feel if i told my parents watch it oh god your parents yes oh wow the parents that thought like even cartoons were like too much for you to watch that's interesting because there's there's some scenes that you really don't want to think about your parents watching (laughs) in this show (laughs) i I know (laughs) that is really messed up 
Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving swiftly along. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's it's definitely experience to have you back on the show. I right? do what I can. <laughs> so we can already test. All right, and that final voice, that is my lady wife, the cosplayer extraordinaire, Beth. I've just traumatized myself, but hi, I'm all right. <laughs> so your mother just like up and tell you like I watch Outlander? It, I don't know how it came up in conversation one day, but she did tell me and I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. I really wish she would not discuss these things with me. This entire topic, I do not wish to know what goes on with my parents behind those doors. I really don't. Yeah. Nor do I want advice. <laughs> I'm okay. actually going to tell her to stop. <laughs> yeah, your parents are weird and, like, have this weird dichotomy of, like, when you were, when you were, like, an adult... In college, they, like, totally restricted all television systems and wouldn't let you watch anything. But as soon as you got married, it was, like, complete disclosure of everything. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh. Okay, so... <laughs> so, uh, how have you been done? Exactly the same as the last two podcasts I was recently on. <laughs> uh. ha- have, have you been enjoying anything? Done anything fun? That makes it sound so sad when you word it that way. Okay. <laughs> anything um, exciting or interesting? Or? I am planning a cosplay with my friend for C2E2 next year. Um, it's a Star Wars uh, cosplay. Um, she's going to be Rey, and I'm going to be Sith Rey. Okay. And we're going to be making our own lightsabers, which I'm thrilled about. Are you going to be fan art, Sith Ray? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, granted, there isn't a whole visible in that scene of that, right, you know, the right. scene of 45 seconds, you know? Mm-hmm. So I am going to take a little bit of artistic liberties because you really can't see much. Sure. But, you know, it's going to be fun. No. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, and you're working on a costume right now as we're, as we're doing this. Yeah, I have a tradition of sitting here on podcasts working on a craft of some kind because if I don't my hands will go stir crazy and I'll start pulling out my hair instead so I have picked up an older costume I say older but it's from last um Katarina from Doctor Who um I competed with this costume at Chicago TARDIS this past year um somehow miraculously got best in show for the master category I still don't know how because I didn't finish it so I'm I'm finishing the embroidery right now. You've baffled the judges with a character that they weren't familiar with, probably. Maybe I, I don't know, but I I did I did like overwhelm them with my knowledge of of Roman garb. So maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, it's the one thing I got in class. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So you're finishing the costume. Now. Yes. Yeah. For this yeah. year's Chicago TARDIS. Because I, I don't think I'm going to be making something new this year. Yeah. No. Because, because of logistics. Because your foot still hurt. Yeah, it's really hard to find a costume that works around a walking boot, turns out. Yeah. Not many characters have a walking boot. Yeah. <laughs> costume designers yeah. should really get on that. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> it's good to have you on the show, Beth. Good to be here. All right. I'll try not to stab myself. Oh, no, yeah, just please don't. <laughs> Oh, God, you don't want me telling that story. Uh, yeah, 
cut away from yourself, Beth. Away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody didn't watch the training video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, all right. So now it's time for our five-minute controversy. And for those of you who are new to the show, this is just something we do to loosen ourselves up before we talk topic. And it's just talking about something and geeky, you know, milieu. Um, that was very descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, it, it will tell you a little bit of something about us. Uh, how we fall on, you know, some topic being discussed right now. And um, so uh, on topic for talking about DCCW stuff, I wanted to talk about Stargirl, which was one of the original shows announced for the DC Universe service. And suddenly, though, it's now going to be on the CW also. So they're going to show it on the... They're going to release an episode on the DC Universe service, and then the next day it will be on the CW. And this starts in May. Now, a lot of people have been speculating that this is sort of like signaling the death knell for DC Universe and that soon they're going to close down that service. And I was just curious what everybody thinks about that. Do you think that this is the end for DC Universe? That, you know, they have some sort of, you know, bigger plan here? Or what's going on with all of this? So, um, let's start with you on this one, uh, Beth. When you say DC Universe, do you mean like the whole galactic cosmos of DC? Or no, like no, the, the streaming service. I I bet you money, yeah. which I don't have much of, <laughs> that they're probably going to have some plot on TV and then say, check out the streamed episode to find some like little funnies you know, or whatever. Okay, okay. I bet you they're going to do something like that. So you think it's just a marketing ploy to actually get people on the DC Universe? Yeah. Okay. All right, no, that's I, I, an interesting theory. That's probably theory. what they're going to do. I really think that's that's what it sounds like they're going to do. Okay. All right, uh, James, what do you think what's, uh, about what's going on? Um, I hope it is. Um, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm one of those where the thing is, is, like, I never really understood, other than greed, why they decided <laughs> to do the DC Universe streaming service in the first place. I, mm. I mean, they really tried to sell it with the whole, like, oh, it's not just shows, though. Like, you get to read all the digital comics and like the mm. whole backlog and yada yada and so i mean there's a lot of value outside of like the shows because i mean in all honesty from what i have seen of the shows like i couldn't even get past two episodes of titans like i i got through episode <laughs> one and i went oh this is hot trash i can't <laughs> not even um and so i was so it, the thing for was like i don't understand why they're trying to make their own shows the cw's already the DC Universe channel, like you have right. more comic book characters there, so I I kind of hope it is honestly. Like it's like just 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 commit commit one hundred percent every show on the CW just now becomes <laughs> a DC Universe show um, because they and, and I mean they could do what Beth is suggesting absolutely. The reason I don't know if they are, they tried to do that on the CW as well with CW yeah. Seed, which was like this like little microcosm of yeah. the CW channel that had like the animated like shorts of Constantine to try to like make for the fact that they they took away a wonderful show from us. <laughs> and I was just like, no, 
no, it's not enough. I hate you. No. <laughs> so I, I really do. I just, I just hope they commit to this and they just go, you know what? Yeah, we're just going to keep putting things on the CW because we just get way more viewership that way. Okay. Um, Ryan, what do you think's going on? Well, okay. I mean, I don't have DC Universe, although uh, from what I hear, Doom Patrol is really, really, really good. And yeah. And so it is on my list to do the whole right. free trial. You pay for it for a month, binge it all. And... Yeah. Yeah, Drop exactly. It. Yeah, <laughs> right. but um, what? Now, granted, this rumor or news was a uh, is a few months old. But um, what I remember reading was that DC Universe isn't ending per se, but it's being uh, swallowed up. It's going to be part of HBO Max, or uh, you know whatever. That was speculation. Nobody's ever said that yeah. that's for sure. Happening. No, but they haven't said that it has, right. isn't going to happen either. But, right. Yeah. Right. So I guess what I, I could definitely see. You know, best idea, you know, watch on, you know, DC Universe or HBO Max for five more minutes of exclusive content, uh, you know, at the end of each episode. Um, but I don't see them as long as I don't see them ending it because um, Titans has had two seasons. and I think they're getting mm-hmm. a third yeah. one now. And uh, Doom Patrol is getting a second season. I know Swamp Thing mm-hmm. was canceled, but I hear that was really good, too. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't see it ending. I, there's just no log- logistical reason for it. Um, I don't think it's losing money or anything like that. But then I don't know the financials on it. Yeah. So I, but I, I can see it being because just to make HBO Max look that much more um, enticing, it's just one more thing to have. Because I think... Disney Plus has raised the bar right. of streaming services, and you can't have a hundred different little $10 ones. And then NBC's coming out with the Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um, so HBO, if they if Warner Brothers wants to make be a competitor in this field, they've got to do the Disney Plus thing and wrap all their properties up into one service. Yeah, and Peacock's going to have Punky Brewster and Saved by the Bell, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about the 80s. You, you know I've got to check that out, so... <laughs> Let me know when they come back with the or, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> 2020. Was, oh my god. And if they got the three actors back who are still alive, oh, I would be all over that. <laughs> Although I don't know who would fit Phil Hannibal's shoes, but you know. Could easy. And now, now the, the van parks in handicap spots. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I've heard the HBO Max rumor, and I kind of think that that might be where they're going also. I mean, it still doesn't explain having Stargirl streaming and not streaming, but I think that that might be what they're going to do. Because, yeah, I mean, like, that's been, you know, we did a whole episode about, you know, DC Universe and Stargate, you know, Command, which closed, by the way. You know, these little niche, you know, uh, streaming services and how there's really no point in them. Um... You know, just because there's, there's so little content. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I totally could see that as them competing with Disney Plus and going to that so that they just bundle it all. And frankly, that's a better value anyway. I mean, Warner owns so much content, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Their library is so deep. Yeah, I mean, just, just, just have, like, your own Disney Plus analog that has all the Warner content together and then you can actually compete i mean even cbs you know i mean they've got a huge library but that's the pales in comparison to warner and disney um so so yeah i mean those two could easily become titans yeah. i mean honestly if i was if i was netflix i'd be terrified right now they probably are 
just because the, everybody's pulling all their content away from yeah. Netflix because they're starting their own services. And so Netflix can only have, you know, I mean, with some exceptions, you know, they're, they're having to invest so hard in original content. And I don't know if they can keep up financially um, as everything else is going away. So, well, yeah. Yeah, if anyone disappears off the board in the next, you know, five years, my money would be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. NBC, CBS, they've got... Mm-hmm. And uh, Hulu has got Disney propping mm-hmm. them up, so I don't see it being that Right, bad. and Amazon's on, like, a completely different, you know, yeah. thing, because they're yeah. attached to Amazon, so it's like, you know, we can keep this going forever. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, no, I don't... Maybe Apple TV. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure what the play is on Stargirl, um, other than if it is... Actually, that's a really good idea, Beth, about them hooking into that... Or, or basically being like, hey, we use Stargirl to be... Well, no, they can't do that after... Never mind. I was going to say that they could have Titans guest star in an episode and then be like, oh, follow them on their own show or, you know, something like that. But no, because they, they're they established on a different Earth now. So And they're also terrible, so don't follow them on their show. <laughs> right! <laughs> all right. But, uh, all right, yeah. So that's... That's... Yeah, I guess that's what we're where we're kind of at right now with this one. We're not really sure where, what Stargirl's doing with everything, but we're all pretty sure that DC Universe is going away in some fashion. But I suspect that Titans and Doom Patrol, because they have followings, and Young Justice, because I believe that's getting another season also um, on uh, DC Universe. What it won't be is all those rumors going around right now is going to buy Disney. Yes. No, I, I know. That's that's just craziness. That's crossing the streams. That's not allowed. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's also the world's like most common rumor between the two. It's like every few years this rumor rears its ugly head and it's just like, but Marvel might buy DC. And I'm like, no, they're not. It's just not. Why? Why do we keep repeating this? We know it's not going to happen. All right, so uh, before we move on to talking about uh, Arrow, pause for a moment for a promo from another fine podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. You know how Disney kind of like puts films on an assembly line, but you know that when you're getting something from Pixar because it takes so long to craft, that there's a lot of care put into it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing Worldwide on radio seven days a week, your favorite podcast app, and right here on the ESO Network. My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in hell, I returned home with only one goal to save my city. For eight years, I fought alongside brave men and women striving for justice. But then, a crisis came, and I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. I made the ultimate sacrifice, which helped birth an entirely new universe. Now my friends and family will have to go on without me. And although I have become a specter, there is a part of me that will always be the Green Arrow. And we're back. We talked about, at the beginning of the show, we're going to talk about Arrow Season 8. It was a short season, but it was an essential season. Um, 
I know that uh, when we were in last season and I was talking with Sean on our Flash podcast, talking about how Flash, he was sure, was going to be the thing that really, like, led us up into Crisis on Infinite Earths, and kind of in a way it was, but the Flash dealt far less with it than Arrow. So we had our first seven episodes of this season, this ten-episode season, that were all basically, you know... Oliver, you know, dealing with the fact that crisis was coming. And so, you know, that's why I felt like this was a podcast that made this sort of bundle with crisis and talked about everything together. So let's just talk about the, uh, you know, the, the first seven episodes here as a chunk and sort of like all greatest hits slash Oliver and the monitor. So, um, Beth, since we don't usually start with you, and, and you don't go on a lot of these podcasts, in fact, you haven't been on an Arrow podcast. No, I have not. Um, despite the fact that Arrow, I think, is your favorite of the CW yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, why don't you talk about, like, how did you enjoy sort of our lead-up into Crisis episodes? I, f- I honestly felt like the first seven episodes were kind of murky for me. Okay. Like, I, I really don't know how to put it to words. They, they just felt really, really odd. Okay. They, they felt different from anything Arrow before. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, But Oliver as a character was a vastly different person up until this point. Mm. So that was, that was pleasant to see how he's come to terms with what's going to happen to him mm-hmm. and everything that's led up to this point and now has made him who he is and how he's become a better person for it. Okay. And that's sort of the thing that we started to see there. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you start, you just, most of the time when you see his face, he's, he's pleasant and smiling Yeah. in a way, which you never saw before. He was always, gruff, hurry, you failed to say, but he wasn't like that at all mm-hmm. in this, in this season. No. Yeah. We saw Anatolia again. What, what, what's more to, to love? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love Mr. Anatolia. I love Anatolia. If I could yeah. have a brother, I would want it to be Anatolia. <laughs> you are my brother. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Oliver just, like, collects brothers, doesn't he? Because Diggle, you know, is all like, brother. You know? <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah, um... All right, how'd he go? So, so some of it was definitely Oliver's greatest hits, right? Mm-hmm. So and it was very much like a love ep- a love what love letter. Okay, my words just failed. I was like wow. love story. Where, where we're are we not going to edit that, are we? <laughs> it was very much a, a love letter to the fans. We've got to see a lot of characters we hadn't seen previously. Uh, we got to see Moira again, of all people. Mm-hmm. And was not expecting that. Yeah. We got to pay a visit to Earth too. Uh-huh. So, uh, for the last time. <laughs> right. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, all, right, all, right, all, right, all right. All right. Let's back up a little bit yeah. here because I had mentioned something. I am really disappointed that Earth 2 was not sepia colored because, you know, that's the one thing they established in The Flash is that Earth 2 has this sort of like sepia filter on everything. Oh, yeah. And it's all like a sort of like art deco look to everything. And instead, Oliver goes to Earth 2 and it looks just like Earth 1. Like a few details have changed. Maybe that's just Central City. Yeah, just Central City. Yeah, you, you, you cross <laughs> into Central City and suddenly like everything just like turns this sort of, yeah, this sort of sepia colored. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, yeah. 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 
But, uh, no, I, I, I did like seeing all the season one people again and just in a different context. I thought that that was, you know, a lot of fun. Um, and I'm what? glad that they brought Speedy back for it because I, I really miss Speedy. Yeah. Okay. They still didn't kill her off, though. True. <laughs> I thought, oh, they're going to bring her back just so they can kill her off. But no. Okay. But anyway. Oh. Uh... <laughs> All right, um, Ryan, what do you think about our sort of, like, walk down memory lane? Uh, <laughs> wow, you're bloodthirsty. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I've been waiting eight seasons for them to kill off Thea, <laughs> and they never did. And, I mean, quite the reverse, they brought him back, his entire family, you know. Um, right. Everyone he lost, well, they bring back. Um, but, uh, you know, I remember talking to uh, Kellen Harkins, and she, she wondered how much Crisis cost. And my response was, half a season of Arrow. Uh, <laughs> because uh, at this point where Ollie was an adult this season, um, I think he was, I think he'd found peace. He was, he was, and he had this argument with Diggle, right? That uh, he had given up and uh, maybe that was, or he was just resigned to his fate. Um, but whatever the, whatever the case was, honestly, maybe it was the fact that Felicity wasn't around, um, but he, mm-hmm. he seemed mm-hmm. a lot calmer, a lot more Zen this season, which I really enjoyed. Um, I don't know that I necessarily enjoyed the whole universe around, and uh, but uh, you know, at the same time, I felt more involved in this season than I have in a long time. Well, the thing is, they didn't really do a lot of universe hobby. It was just the beginning. You know, we started off on Earth two. They they kind of made it over jointed to us. We saw Batman's cowl with an arrow through it instead of the Deathstroke mask, <laughs> and you know, we saw you know some various things in there. It was like what? Because it's like the first episode, but not. And then you know, well, I, I yeah about that because I'm almost positive that they that the Flash had already established that in, on Earth two. Um, his father, Robert Queen, was the Green Arrow and had yes. survived the island. So I'm a little annoyed they didn't address that. Yeah, no, they danced around it. I know, because I was trying to pay attention. They never specifically said, like, what had happened to his dad on Earth 2. And and they just sort of said something about, like, how he was already dead. So I'm assuming that, yeah, um, Robert Queen became the Green Arrow of Earth 2, got yeah. killed. <laughs> and then they're doing, then Oliver comes in and seems like a Green Arrow there. And then there was also another green arrow there because, you know, <laughs> Adrian Chase, who knew? Yeah. Um, so, and Mark you know, kind of a naive good guy. So, you know, why not? Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, again, I, I sort of like that just in the sense of it was nice that they tried to pull together as many of the characters from across the seven seasons as they could and, and bring them back. And that episode was one of the ways that they did that was... Hey, we can have Tommy, we can have Moira, we can have Merlin without... I, I see, I'm still shocked that they never, like, did anything with Merlin, like, it was, like, legit Merlin after that season five episode, because it was an off-screen death, right? But they <laughs> treated it like this is, like, a fixed point in time, right? We cannot alter Malcolm, but we can, we can do flashbacks, we can do hallucinations, we can do alternate Earth Merlins, but, you know, otherwise, like, Merlin is dead, even though it was an off-screen death, which I thought for sure was like, oh, yeah, he's back next to you, and I, oh, I'm the magician, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cheat death, you know. He'll be back. I mean, he's dead until he's not, you know. So don't worry. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose, yeah. He could always show up on another CW show, but it's kind of. I think that ship's kind of sailed if they didn't bring him back for Arrow. But you know, whatever. We'll see. <laughs> Last I heard, the the actor had a severe injury, but I haven't heard anything. No. But yeah, he's he's getting better. He's fully recovered. 
Oh, is he fully recovered now? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was just doing a um, uh, charity show. He's got uh, he's back on Doctor Who. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. able to walk again? Yeah. I didn't know if they had recorded that before his injury. Because, you know, they record that stuff like six months in advance. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know if that was no, before I mean, his injury. He's, he's also, he's, um, oh gosh, what was it? I don't know, some BBC show. But he's filming as a regular on some BBC, not Doctor Who, but some other Right, you know, but he had surgery. He had surgery right away after, like, okay. it happened. So, yeah. yeah, like, they were able to fix whatever it was. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I never heard anything after you told me he was, like, not feeling his feet. And I'm like, what? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's because that was hitting the news. But I guess, you know, <laughs> actor recovers does, isn't newsworthy. So, like, they, they're not, like, <laughs> posting, like, big things for that. Yeah. You just have to infer from the fact that he's doing things now that he's better. <laughs> Must be. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so yeah, James, just overall, th I mean, all right, so here's the thing, before I, James, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna interrupt just for a second. The one that's, though, the character that no one, no one, literally no one ever wanted back. Why does Ragman show up? Why? Hey, that's <laughs> after Crisis, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but still, oh god. All right, anyway, James, what do you think of our... <laughs> <laughs> our first seven episodes um yeah no it was really good like it was like very much the, the funny thing is is like like watching this show like there's a bunch of shows i've been like uh, that right now i'm into but they're all can do their like series finales and so like mm. oh, I, I and so i was kind of comparing like different shows and like the, f the 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 finalization of certain characters um and things like that and yeah, it's just it was a really nice swan song um, to like everything Arrow has had, like all the callbacks to different characters, seeing uh, Yao Fei come back, um, even if it's only briefly. Um, it, and and they did that with a number of characters, just where it's just like, oh, Mister, you'll recognize him, you know him, you might not like him, but he's there. Um, <laughs> and so you're just like, oh, okay. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, there were other characters that admittedly like Merlin that it was just like, oh, I'm really surprised that they didn't, but understandably it was just like, <laughs> yeah, like if he's still recovering from injury, like it may not have been a possible thing. Um, so yeah, it was just really nice to like see some of the actors come back, um, a little disappointing. And I, I mean, there's no real clever way that they could have, I think with the way that they did everything, knowing what I what I've seen now, uh, that they could have really put Felicity into the whole mix. Because I mean, she's, for lack of a better term, I mean she's tech support. Like, right. so so it's well, just, they had crack to fill the Felicity role for the episodes right. that required it. Yeah. Right, right. And so uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was kind of nice, and um, I I think they they wrap things up in a really nice little box overall as far as wrapping up. Oliver's story. Um, it's not often, uh, I think these days that you get a TV series where like the series goes to its pretty much to its full run and to its conclusion. And you get to see a character's end and you get to see it happen kind of a natural kind of way. Uh, you know, a lot of shows these days, mm -hmm. it's nope, just not enough viewers. So it's getting the ax and you're like, Oh, uh, but what about, all the things, all the, those loose end things that you guys didn't know were not at all, like not even in a book. Okay, cool. Great. Uh, so. oh, I'm pretty sure if Stephen Amell had had his way, it would have ended last year. But I think they talked him into, hey, can you just stay around for crisis? 
you know, like, you know, it's just another half suit, you know, oh, you yeah. just do the thing, you know, I'm, yeah. And I, and I agree. I think, I, I think honestly in watching last season when we talked about it, like, there were a lot of times it really did feel like Amel was kind of phoning it in, like his his mm-hmm. whole heart wasn't really there. And and I get it, like his big reason for wanting to be done, like a big chunk of it was like, I, I really want a better schedule with a show if I, if I am acting that allows me to have more time with my family and spend more time with yeah. my, my daughter and things like that. And I could totally like get behind that. Absolutely. So I think this did a good job of like wrapping his story up. It was really cool following him on Twitter. Cause he was like sharing like behind the scenes photos, of course, like mm-hmm. after they like filmed every episode and, and yeah, it was just like, it, it, I, I felt sad, but I didn't feel empty after all was said and done. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm perfectly content with the wrap-up of mm. Oliver Queen's story. No. Like, I'm okay with this. Yeah, um, the the other... Well, there are a couple of big things that happened, though, even though it was sort of like a wrap-up season. And the first one is um, the Black Siren arc that we had, because, you know, after last season, when she went back to her Earth, you know, to sort of right wrongs, you know, then this you know season starts out with Oliver going to Earth 2, and basically everything gets disintegrated and she leaves with him. So, you know, we got her dealing with the fact that she's stuck, you know, without, you know, anything, um, you know, back on Earth One. So, um, you know, Katie Cassidy, of course, has had like a really like circuitous, like sort of path on Arrow, you know, going from just like, hey, I'm like this, like, you know, tree hugging to I'm the DA to, hey, I'm the Black Canary to now I'm evil Black Siren to now I'm reformed Black Siren. So, you know, just thoughts on the character of Black Siren, because if the uh, on the Canary show does uh, get greenlit, which is still uncertain, um, you know, she's going to be a big part of that so um ryan thoughts on uh black siren and her story arc you know i didn't have a problem with her story arc per se uh, it, it's I, I honestly think i'm it took me a long time to grow on earth to um uh laurel because i honestly felt like the growth that they'd done with earth one's laurel was really really good. We saw a character go from you know zero to hero basically over the course of her seasons. We see we saw her training and being really really bad at it to uh, being barely competent mm-hmm. to dying. Right. <laughs> so she got was starting to get good at it. That's what she does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. So it, it took me a while, and then but they did a good job over the course of the seasons of showing her as a villain, but one who. She, she did. She was a villain, but she wasn't evil. You know, she was a yeah. uh, a victim of her own circumstances and her own bad choices, and there needed to be consequences for those. But I, I bought her redemption arc by the end, and maybe I just bought it because everyone else did um, finally accepted her. Uh, but for me, for me, it was enough. I, I would never be best friends with her or friends or hang out or call her out for a girls' <laughs> night or anything like that. But. I would call her to help save. Her. I would see, think it was strange if you called her out for a girl's yeah. night. Right? <laughs> hey, don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what? Let me put it to you this way: I had less problem with uh, Laurel's uh, story arc in this season than I did Lila's. I'm just, I was just so over Lila. I've hated Lila for so long, <laughs> and I oh, wish she died. You know? <laughs> oh no! Um, yeah, I said it. Okay. <laughs> you know? Um. Yeah, I got a few more words for, about Laurel. But first, Beth, why did you think about 
floral. Other than her hair, which I know you think is atrocious. Oh, uh, hair! <laughs> I got distracted by the Lila comment because I, I, my, my brain went to Nash. Like, what? I hope she gets enough flack as Nash gets. But anyway. Yeah. Um. She won't. Of course not. I'm telling you. <laughs> Duh. I really don't know. <laughs> I'm really struggling right now. Um. I, I much preferred her as a straight-up villain. I, I bought it more that way, because now that she's redeemed, she just strikes me as really nasty. Okay. And not pleasant. Okay. I don't really like it. Okay. I would much rather her just well, be you know, either when, a black siren or go back. When, when, there was, when there was actual cost to it and Quentin died for her redemption... I, I had a lot more, but we'll get to that part when we get to the last episode, but, you know, um, yeah, the, 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 you know, Quentin, because I always said I will only buy her redemption if Quentin dies, and they did it, you know, yeah. I mean, that was the thing, because that was, because that was the one, that was the one thing they showed from the beginning, she obviously, you know, cared about him. And obvious issues uh, from her own father dying. And so I totally bought that relationship. And when he kept telling her that he believed in her and that she could do the right thing and then he died, uh, I bought that as, like, being, like, sufficient, like, motivation for her to, to you know, to do that. And that's why the episode this season that was so hard for me was watching Quentin die over and over and over again. That was... <laughs> Maybe that's why he was so <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. No, see, I talked to Paul Blackthorne at Dragon Con. Man, he was down on Arrow. I, I was I was depressed talking to him. But that was, I think that was before he filmed that one. But anyway, oh, God. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Uh... We love you, Papa Lance. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a really hard one to watch. But anyway, yeah, no, I I, I bought a redemption because of that. And uh, anyway, James, what do you think about the Black Siren arc? Uh, um, I don't know. Like it's <laughs> uh, like I I'm kind of I'm kind of in a little bit of that same stream as Beth, where it's just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like so her her whole redemption arc. Like the thing is, like for me, I couldn't stand laurel lance before she became a bad guy <laughs> and i was just like okay like i feel like this is a little more bearable to me like, i'm one of those people like i just i don't know if it's like i've never watched katie cassidy and anything else so i i can't say it's like her as an actress it was just something about the character that i was just like i just like you i just don't i don't like i don't know why but for some reason you're like the most annoying hero to me um and so i mean trust me there's others that are far more annoying for sure uh but it well, yeah i was just like okay iris. and so huh i said iris <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a whole other podcast, right, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> so, uh but yeah like i i didn't mind her arc it was just a little odd i think as far as its placement um because i was like oh i i thought we were basically done with this character but we're not okay okay cool but i mean in the previous season they had been doing the the flash forwards to the future and like it was clear like she was present but like 
so I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I was just like I I feel like this was a little jumbled as far as like there wasn't any real clear reason that they presented as far as uh, beyond like oh, we're using her as a plot device with the monitor, um, and like so she's gonna like come into play, and then we're gonna kind of like try to sell you a red herring, which I didn't buy for a second. <laughs> I was just like after the character arc we saw her go through, like yeah I know like she she had her bad streak, but like she was clearly like as you said like like they sold it like her her whole reformation was like Quentin dies and like that becomes her new motivation of like. He believed in me, and I am going to let his memory down mm. because he's the only person who ever really believed in me, um, no matter what I did. And so it was just like, okay. Um, and then, yeah, you know, uh, they like the whole. <laughs> I, I was trying to remember. I was like, God, the whole like time travel thing they did with Quentin, where it's just like repeating and repeating. And I was just like, this whole Groundhog thing, Day thing. I hate that movie. Uh, far less humorous, guys. I don't need to see you kill Paul Blackhorn like a million times and just really make me upset about it because I love his character. But uh, it, but even in that, like they handled it well, where, you know, it's like that that final confrontation where he's just like, you know, you are like the most stubborn son of a bitch right. I've ever known. <laughs> like if you could just like do in front of you. And so, yeah, I don't know. I thought her her arc overall was fine, but I think they could have literally done anything else and I'd have been OK with that too, and I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. I, I gotta say that one with with uh, with with Paul Blackthorn and you know dying over and over again. I I thought that that one was really well done on a lumber. First of all, I love seeing him again, you know, but it was so hard because watching him die. But I liked the fact of trying to show Oliver because. You know, Oliver has always had the mentality of, I can fix anything if I just have, you know, if you just give me time, I can figure it out. You know, I can, I'm not Batman, but I watched him on TV once. And I, can, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can provide you with a simulation of a Batman solution. So, you know, just showing Oliver that there's some things you just can't fix. You know, there's you can't do. And for Oliver to finally have to learn that lesson. You know, so I, I like that for that, you know, level also. Two quick observations about Laurel that occurred to me while I was listening. Uh, one is that her redemption only works in Arrow. It wouldn't work on Flash or any of the other shows because Arrow's the gray show. You know, the show that the protagonist spent a couple of seasons being a serial killer. Um, <laughs> yeah. so when you think about it on the scales, Oliver is not much better than, than uh, Dark Laurel was. But... Uh, that's just basically her arc over the entire uh, entire series. But this last season... All right, but I'm all foul here. You're saying it wouldn't work on The Flash? The Flash where it's they, they've embraced Killer Frost? <laughs> Do we really know that Killer She's Frost killed friend. anyone? Oh, yeah. No, when Star Arc, oh, yeah, she killed some people. Did she? she? Yeah. She also she also says on a handful of occasions that like she used to totally murder people, and you're like, oh, okay. Did she? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we we didn't show like yes. gratuitous violence for it, but she killed people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the show that redeems snarks or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. No. I mean, she's 
Right, yeah, Snart's fine now. I mean, although Snart at least did have the, I don't like He's the guilt. You know, well, we don't know post-crisis. <laughs> they could bring Snart back. They could totally bring Snart back now that Crisis has happened. But anyway, all right, anyway. The <laughs> other thing I wanted to say about Laurel is when you think about it, though, her temptation this season was pretty freaking legitimate. I mean, she if she betrayed Oliver, she would get Earth 2 back. I mean, so basically it's like, hey, there are 8 billion people or Oliver. And so, I, you know, what is the right answer in that situation? I was going to say, if it had happened in any other previous season, totally would have given up Oliver. Just like, <laughs> nope, we're done. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah, let's uh, let's address our flash forwards here, because, you know, and, and it's just the parts pre-crisis I'm going to talk about here. So, you know, last season, I think I was the lone person on Earth that was defending the Flash Forwards. Because everybody was like, oh my god, the Flash Forwards, they are so weird. Oh my god, why were you even doing this? Uh, and so I was like, look, they're trying to show that the fight of the Green Arrow continues, even, you know, 20 odd years in the future, you know, like it's trying to show that Oliver has created this legacy and, you know, all this stuff's going on. And so, you know, I was kind of on board for that. And if the show ended with that, I was completely fine with that. And so we start out this season with that sort of continuing. You know, and we've got Mia and all of them, you know, like fighting, you know, the Deathstroke gang and all that. And then they, they come to the past, you know, and so we get we get that whole thing of, you know, uh, Diggle meeting, uh, you know, his adopted son. We get Oliver meeting Mia and um, William. But, uh, you know, so we got that whole sort of thing. So um, thoughts on that, James? Uh, did you like having the kids come back and working with them? Did you think that was a little too much? You know, it, it made... You know, okay, so I was the guy that was on the opposing end of you last last season where I was just like... Like, because right. I was mad because <laughs> yes. I was like, okay, we got like a whole season with like no flash forwards, no flashbacks. It was just regular right. TV. <laughs> and I was so happy. Right. I was so happy. And then they like yeah. gave us flash forwards and they're like, but they're not flashbacks. And I was like, you're a bunch of jerks. That's what you are. Like when you sit there and you're like, yeah, but it's not the other one. I'm like, you just, you just changed the words. It's still the same crap. And I was just so mad about it. But in all honesty, it kind of, it redeemed itself a little bit for me because it was just like okay. having them come to the present and like see their dad and kind of change their things. Right. It was just like, yeah, no, in our future, things are terrible, horrible. As a matter of fact, like it's, you did some good stuff, but then everything after you disappear goes totally South. Um, and so like them coming and like getting an opportunity to uh, see their father work with their father um, for Mia to kind of, because you do, you very much see like that early Oliver Queen that we saw in like seasons one and two in her. Like she's like, no, I'll just straight up because that works. And like I'm, I'm still the guy who, who back in season one and two, I was like, when Oliver Queen's killing people, they don't cause future problems. <laughs> uh, and so I like, and so it's just like, oh, Mia Smoke, like she's gonna like murder people like her dad did and i was like i'm on board for this all over again let's do it um but yeah no the fact that like he really just like takes that time to pass those lessons down to her and be like listen i am telling you 
I was your shoes exactly where you are. Like I was bitter and I was angry and like I thought that my way was the only way and I didn't need anybody and like I have discovered entirely the polar that um, and so very much like fatherly advice coming from Oliver Queen, which is a little weird because uh, you don't really see a lot of it. Like he kind of tries with um, his son uh, when his son's younger, but then they're like, oh, the city's in crisis and everything's going to send you to your grandparents now. Um, and then we just. Uh, okay, no, no, I'm going to call foul <laughs> on that one because no, he did not want the grandparents to take. We well, didn't want well, him to call the grandparents. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, William called the grandparents, and then the grandparents, like, wouldn't let him call William, you know, which is why, you know, all those years went by where William never heard from his dad. Like, his dad tried calling, and they showed him several times trying to call William, and, like, the grandparents, like, apparently changed his number or something, but, like, that's, yeah, so... Oh, that's fair. And I like the fact that, like, they they showed a lot with William as far as, like, where his future is. Like, mm -hmm. he's very much... He is very much his stepmother's son like mm -hmm. he yeah. follows very close in facts whereas his sister <laughs> like very much follows in their father's tracks mm -hmm. um and so i i don't know like it like i said it kind of redeemed the flash forwards for me a bit um with like bringing them to the present and giving them those moments that otherwise they never had had in that. um but then when they we get into the crisis thing i had some issues yeah yeah but... well, we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> Uh, Beth, what do you think about the kids coming back and interacting with the parents? At first I was like, why are you crossing the streams? Why is this happening? Yeah. Because logically, story-wise, it made no sense. Oh, and I should bring up that we also ought to address the fact that, you know, like, they basically, like, straight up murdered Zoe in front yep. of us and then did that. I, that traumatized me more yep. than anything, because I'm like, no, no, Renee. Not the he's, cute one. He's gonna, he's gonna, gonna kill Zoe, and now Renee has to deal with that for 20 years. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, oh, all right. But yeah. Gets, but seeing the two of them shooting tennis balls on the wall, that was great. <laughs> for the uninitiated, I am actually proficient with a bow, so that was like really fun for me to watch. Maybe this is what I like to watch. Okay. It just dawned on me. This, that's such a basic thought. I don't know why it hasn't occurred to me before. Really? Yeah. Never, was, that's what I thought. <laughs> I never put it in words because I thought it was obvious. <laughs> you I probably like a show Steven about a guy who shoots well, arrows. Well, you do like Stephen. Because I shoot arrows. <laughs> <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Why do you say it like that? Because you do like Stephen Amell. He's a great actor. Okay. He is. I'll be the first <laughs> like, he's quite I'm 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 very comfortable with my heterosexuality, but that man looks good. Like the first time I saw that man do a salmon ladder, I was like, "That's life goals," and also makes me tired. But damn, he is cut. Like, good God. <laughs> Unhumanly possible, and I told you, yes, it is. I thought there was some sort of camera trickery going on. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, how can you go up when you have weights? Because the weights would, by their nature, make you go down. <laughs> oh. It defies physics. Stick to chest, dear. <laughs> All right. Uh, but but yeah, I I really enjoyed the interactions with with Mia and and Oliver. 
getting to see him father mm-hmm. to his little girl who, he, who, who who like last week he saw was a newborn <laughs> i mean that's really yeah. surreal to think about but getting to be a father right. with her was something that he never thought he would get to do <laughs> and getting to have that mo- those that time with her you know is really precious for him as a character yeah so i i enjoyed it for that aspect william i don't really care much for <laughs> yeah well, he William is the William is like all the most boring aspects of Batman, right? It's like if you split Batman don't, don't into do like that to Batman. okay, don't it's do like that to him. it's like oh, you, you're the you're the rich billionaire, you know, like business owner. Okay, <laughs> okay. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, I'll work the honey pot. Oh, please don't, please don't, William. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> But, uh, all right, so Ryan, like, uh, so, so did having the kids interact with the past, did that, like, help, like, with, uh, with establishing them in the flash forwards? Well, I mean, okay, I hated the flash forwards. Yeah, I really hated them. (laughs) Having said that, I didn't hate the characters in the flash forwards, right? I liked Mia, I liked Will, I did, I won't deny it, and bringing them back, worked for me to an extent it worked in the sense that i thought okay the monitor held in time they must be essential to this and then they weren't um, you know? <laughs> and so i felt kind of ripped off in that respect um but uh, you know they were just brought back so that oliver could meet them kind of like a reward or something like that you know yeah and then not that it, so uh, i i liked the characters i did like Honestly, when when I heard they were going to do a spinoff with the Canaries, I thought it was going to be Mia stuck in this time or something like that, and I was all on board for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did like the characters. I did like them in the present, uh, and and again, I guess in that sense, it did redeem the future flash forwards uh, to some extent, but not a lot. <laughs> That's right. a very strange phrase. The future of fast fo- fast forwards, flash forwards. Yeah. That's. Well, right. It's a little redundant. Yeah. I had I to wrap my brain around yeah. it four times before it came out of my mouth correctly. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Oh, oh, but I do have to say, James, that uh, murdering people can create problems. Right. Um, that's what I was thinking yeah. when he said that, but I just didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Just ask anywhere where, like, or just check anywhere in the in the world where, like, you know, people have been like murdering each other for generations because you know, and no one's sure who started it anymore. But it's just like, oh yeah, you know, like, <laughs> this is just what we do now because you know it's been going on for centuries. So. Uh, that's right, Arrow. Come, come to Arrow for the science fiction. Stay for the geopolitical <laughs> commentary. Um. So. So yeah. Um. I. I really like. But see, I liked the flash forwards from the beginning. I liked seeing how everything had progressed. I'm. I'm a huge fan of dark futures. Anyway, I kind of like the idea of you know you have something to struggle against. Which is why I've always been more of a Marvel person than a DC person. Because in Marvel, the future's always awful, right? It's always, they're like 10 years away from the Sentinels taking over or whatever. And so it's always like, how can we change the future for the better? And it's always just like, well, we might have changed the future for the better, but maybe it's just like five more years before the Sentinels take over than what we originally thought. Um, whereas with, cynical person, you. Whereas with DC, the future's always bright and shiny and happy, and we've got legions of superheroes and everything. So it's yeah, like, three thousand years in the future 
So, you know, it's like, it's, it's, so I've always been more of a Marvel guy in my mindset anyway. So I like that. I like, I like that. But I mean, Star City, they'd already shown it. And, and I, I know we're going to get into the crisis nonsense, but um, they no, already had shown the future it was a, in Legends. It was, a stu- it was just a stupid future concept. It was like, oh, now the Glades is the good area and Star City's the bad area. <laughs> hey, it's the circle of life. It's not even original. It's the circle of life. Um, but anyway... <laughs> There's a wall. (laughs) They built a wall. That's right. We built a wall, and Star City's going to have to pay for it. (laughs) So, anyway. All right. So, uh, but but yeah, so I liked that. I liked I liked the whole you know thing of of them you know struggling against this this dark future and everything. And yeah, like I thought said Zoe you know being straight up murdered was like somewhat traumatizing because even though I wasn't hugely invested in the character of Future, the fact that it was like oh man now they have to tell like six year old Zoe that hey I'm sorry you're gonna die. <laughs> Because I knew it was going to come out somehow. And it's like, and then Renee is going to have to deal with the fact that the daughter, who he's been, like, so protective of, is going to die. And so, yeah, that was that was really hard. Um, Not but, just die, but eviscerate. Well, yeah, die. yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, but then having Mia and Oliver, I mean, and the thing that nobody's brought up, so yeah, like, Mia's very much like an early Oliver, but then we had Oliver doing the thing that Oliver always does, that I'm going to control the women in my life, because I haven't learned that lesson, you know? <laughs> and being like, you know, I, I you know, you're not going to do this, and, you know, I know better than you, and so just stay, you know. Well, because uh, Felicity wasn't there to tell him, you're being stupid, Stop Yeah. It. But, I mean, it's the same thing he tried doing with Laurel when Laurel was trying to go out and do yeah. superheroics and stuff like that. Like, always has to try to control the women in his life. It is, like, this thing that he does. It's this very toxic thing that he does. And so, it was It was kind of, you know, I mean, I get it, because he's also being a father. But, you know, uh, in this case, actually, there's a little more justification for it. But, but yeah, no, it was good. And, I mean, the one where they're doing the ultimate fighting, you know... <laughs> <laughs> that was glorious. Yeah, and and it was good because Anatoly was in that one, and oh my god, anytime Anatoly back, please do. <laughs> you know, he can show up in Gotham and be on Batwoman, or you know, in the Flash or whatever. Just do it. He can visit Diggle in Metropolis. He can visit our house. <laughs> <laughs> It did funny things to my head, though, to realize that he was um, Zelinka from Stargate Atlantis oh, recently. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know, because he doesn't have a beard in Atlantis! You never realized <laughs> He looks like that? a completely different... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a completely different person without that beard. Wow. <laughs> yeah. you, you take off the beard, put on the glasses, and he's a total nerd! <laughs> right! <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would be like Kapushkin. You would not walk no, into this man. It, You're Nerdatoli. Czech, Russian, whatever Eastern European you need him to be. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's also part of that, like that Vancouver crowd, right? Like you see, you see actors. You know, they must live in Vancouver um, because they're on all the shows filmed yeah, in Vancouver. Yeah, he was actually on an episode of Fringe, also. Yeah, because <laughs> we were binging Fringe not too long ago. It was like. <gasps> It's Anatoly! <laughs> there I recognized his voice. But um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I liked having Mia back in, you know, in time. I liked, you know, it actually, like, you know, the thing that people always say that DC does better than Marvel is the whole legacy aspect. And, like, when Oliver gave her her Green Arrow costume, that was, like, a moment. Right? Like, you actually felt something of... 
you know, like, this is, like, the continuation of, you know, Oliver's legacy, and I really liked that. You, you know, know, I, I got really chills when you aspect. said that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> for contrast, what they've done with Wally on Flash hasn't worked right. for me. I like Wally, but it doesn't feel like any sort of legacy. It was too right. rushed, yeah. too fast. This one took Flash. eight years and tra- time mm. travel. Yeah, no, I mean, and and even then they established Mia as her own identity without Oliver first, and then brought her into meeting her dad. Like, I mean, she knew he was her dad, but she didn't exist, you know, like, alongside him. Whereas Wally, like, comes in the second season of the... Barry's barely established yet, so how do you have him as, like, Barry's successor (laughs) when Barry's barely established? So, yeah, no... They're like five years apart in age. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I really wish they had held off on doing Wally and concentrated on other speedster. Like, you know, introducing, like, Jesse was fine, introducing some other speedster types. You know, Max Mercury would have been a fine person to introduce on The Flash, just saying. But, uh, you know, and then waited a bit for Wally, but oh well. So then, like, the big thing for Oliver this season was the whole thing of his impending death. And. This is one of the things that I, you know, like, I'm always on the CW about, it being, like, the same storyline in two different shows at the same time. I was really annoyed that they tried to do it on both Flash and Arrow at the same time of the whole, like, by the way, you're gonna die when Crisis comes storyline. Um... But of the two of them, I think that Arrow handled it a lot better than The Flash did. So, James, let's start with you. How did you feel about the whole, like, Oliver impending death, you know, aspect of, of the season? Um, I think it was, I think it was fine. Um, I, because, again, I mean, I think it fit with the actor. Right, sure, <laughs> and the sure, fact yeah. that, like, he was ready to be done. It's like, yeah, you know, like, this is kind of an acceptable thing. And, and the way they just did it in the storyline, in the preceding uh, season with the big crossover event that they had done where it was like he had talked to the monitor and I mean I put two and two together real fast on that I was just like yeah no I mean so did I so yeah Oliver made a deal to do something that is his sacrifice to save his friends because he's Oliver Queen and that's what he does he sacrifices himself because he thinks he'll save everybody else because he thinks he knows better than everybody else without ever consulting them <laughs> um <laughs> Well, the best part is that apparently Oliver's life is worth both Supergirl and the yeah, Flashes. Yeah, like, it's just like, wait, wait, wait. He's a normal dude. He's just a regular guy. No powers. He's even a tech guru. Like, he had to get a bunch of other people to help him out with all of his tech needs and, like, everything else. Because he's not, like, the most brilliant tactician all the time. And so, suddenly, Lan, who just happens to be really good with a bow and arrow, is just like, my life is worth a superhuman from another planet who's stronger than all of us and has laser eyes and can fly. <laughs> and a guy who can literally mess up all time with his actions, which he consistently does when he says he's not going to anymore. <laughs> and my life is worth both of them. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's a equivalency of exchange, right? And yourself, he's really good with an arrow. Well, he's all really right, good all right, with an James. arrow. <laughs> all right, James, let me put it in this context. He's the closest thing that we have now to uh, Batman. And so think of that. If it was Batman, his life 
against the Flash yeah, and Supergirl. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That is fair. And and, and that's the thing. It's like... It's... <laughs> but then it's still not weighted right because then you had to add more to the Kryptonian than Flash I mean, it, Batman would have had a contingency for the Kryptonian. Oliver never had a contingency for that. It was just like... Oh, no, no, no. No, he had the Kryptonite arrow. Oh, did he have a Kryptonite arrow? Yeah, and in Crisis on Earth X, he had a Kryptonite arrow because he was prepared for. Oh, okay, okay, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. It's just yeah. and that was the big thing with Arrow <laughs> overall that I was all. I was like, this is Batman with a bow and arrow. That's that's what they've done with Arrow. It's like it's not. Yes. It's I just told some other people online this. I was playing a game with some people today. I was like. The arrow that is on the scene is not the arrow I recognize in a lot of the comic books where it's like Oliver Queen, quippy and like smart ass, like like a total smart aleck and just like, you know, and and because him and Batman do not get along specifically for that like personality difference. It's like they're both vigilantes, but one smart ass and the other one is just like, I never make jokes. And you're like, okay, cool. Um, But yeah, no, I thought. I thought it was an interesting trade-off. Um, it was definitely better for Oliver on that side of his story as far as how it managed in the series this season and everything else. And yeah, I agree completely. Like berries, I was just like, God, we're just we're back to a whiny berry. Why are we doing whiny berry again? I didn't enjoy whiny berry before. <laughs> yeah. And then he's going to like make a pact with the character called Bloodwork because that really makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I know that's a whole other podcast, but God, I yeah, I know that that's character. I was just like, oh, can we can we not institute this villain as part of not do this in any way, shape or form? Yeah, no, we're going to have to talk about that with The Flash. But anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, anything more to say about Oliver? No. Okay. Um, Ryan, uh, thoughts about how they handled the whole, like, impending doom for Oliver? Yeah. Well, well okay, it it works for, Fla- for Green River where it didn't work for Flash because... We all know, right? I mean, we all know this is the last season of Arrow. We all know that they that you know Stephen Amell is done with the role. So yeah, they're probably really going to kill him. It's really going to happen. Whereas we all know Grant Gustin's not leaving the show. We all know there's going to be another season of Flash, and so it lacks any sort of real emotional consequence. So that's why mm-hmm. it just comes across as you know, farcical, um, whereas it didn't with Arrow. So, uh, but like I said, it's the exact same storyline in, in both uh, in both shows. Maybe it also worked better in Arrow because Felicity wasn't around. Um, not yeah, because I mean, it, it, in a sense it was um, Oliver just trying to to do what he wrapping up his own loose ends. You know what I mean? When, whenever Barry does it, he just makes things worse. No, that's yeah. true. But Oliver, well, yeah, yeah, Oliver. Gets well, the no, job and done. I think it's a good point because, like, yeah, I mean, part of the problem with Crisis was like. You know, Barry having to deal with Iris also being like, but you're going to die, and you know, all that kind of stuff, where it's like she's being mopey, and then he's being mopey again, and so it's got, yeah, not having Felicity and not having to deal with the fact that Felicity is upset that Oliver is going to die, you know, probably did help things, because then, you know, allowed Oliver to have more of that sort of stoicism and more of that, like, you know, that that good thing that Stephen Amell, like, Stephen Amell is such a great actor when he doesn't have any lines, because he conveys a lot with look you know and so like you can see it all happening on his face that he's not happy but 
you know, that's, but that's, you know, he doesn't have to externalize and he doesn't have to necessarily say it, you know? And so, yeah, I, I think that that's, that, that helped with the arrow side. It's, it's, it's the, I don't know how much is the writing and how much is the actor, but, um, this portrayal, Stephen Amell's portrayal of it, has found like that perfect spot between like traditional stoic, mm. you know, silent man, you know, uh, I, I'm hurting, but I'm going to internalize mm. it and you don't need to know it. And also kind of accepting it, mm. come here and let me yeah. give you a hug. Uh, and it works perfectly. Like, like when um, I, I know it's, yeah, this is still pre-crisis, but when William tells him he's gay and Oliver's like, mm-hmm. I know. And you know that 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 scene was a really touching scene. I felt, and it captured perfectly the whole feel of the show and the characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I I am there for all of the Oliver getting to experience being a dad for a few days stuff. Like that was all fantastic, and I think Amel really did a really good job of being like, oh my god, I actually like tell how my kids turned out. You know, and this is this is you know amazing. You know, and and just sort of his happiness at, at getting to 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 be there yeah. with them for just a few days. And he undoes all of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Let's got to go there. Um, Beth. Going back to what you said about how he he says more, like physically than with words. Uh huh. He says more with just his jokes than Cisco can say in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed just his jawbone? Oh, yeah, uh, okay. No, I, I haven't really been staring at him the, the same way that you do. When he clenches his jaw, it's like, oh no, he's pissed. <laughs> or crosses his arms. Yeah, like there are certain like levels of jaw clinch even. Oh, it's oh, really no, funny. No, no, like my favorite is the way he conveys his like I'm not okay with this whenever like anyone's being silly or whatever. Like mm-hmm. when he's interacting it's with It's like Barry. that nasal echo like, <laughs> oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. Like, <laughs> You're all a bunch like, of Barry's first talking about <laughs> meta humans and just like the look on Oliver's face is like we're not calling them that. <laughs> it's, it's the fact that when he cracks a joke it, it, it coming from him is the best. Right. When um like season three, when Ray and Felicity are dating, and Ray's out on his first mission, and Oliver's like, and Ray's talking through the comm, and Oliver's like, looks at Felicity and said, "There's a good chance you two might be related," you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is delivery. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> All right, so um, let's move on to crisis. So um. You know, I was super excited about Crisis. Um, I, it's so, it's such a weird mixed bag though, because it's clear that they kind of just, how do I say this? I don't think they coordinated as well between shows as they could or even should have. Um, and there were a lot of sort of redundancies in crisis and things that didn't really go anywhere or make sense. But then there was also like, Hey, let's have Brandon Bruce Superman because like, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, Batman 89 in here because why not? You know? And I just, it was so much awesome stuff. There was so much fan service and things of that nature that was, you know, like just made you excited just because you're familiar with all of this stuff and just like the sort of crazy fun of like, Let's just throw almost everything together. I mean, to me, the notable acts were no reference to the Wonder Woman, you know, show from the 70s and no reference to Lois and Clark. Um, 
you know, the 90s show. Uh, other than that, it's like they reference just about every DC property, you know, from the beginning to now. Um, oh, I guess there's those 40s Batman serials, but I don't know if we can count that. So, um, <laughs> so you know, it's just sort of overall... I, I'm really curious about overall thoughts of Crisis because I know that some people have been kind of down on it, but the majority of what I'm hearing is just universal love. So, um, Beth... Since when I asked you last time, you were processing. <laughs> what did you think about Crisis? Um, it definitely was a mixed bag. Like there were parts of it that I was, I was really gung ho for, and there I'm just like, uh, what? <laughs> mm, um, like I really didn't like that Black Lightning was in it for all of maybe five minutes, if that. <laughs> the important part, though, is that he's part of the Justice League now. Yeah, he gets a swanky chair. Yeah, that's right. Or shocking something for one minute. Right. Ready to go, Jefferson. But I just, I feel like he should have been in a lot more of it. And I realized they didn't have a lot of buildup in Black Lightning for it. Mm. They had one book for it. Right. But... The, I really wish they had had him in it more. Yeah. Okay. No, I can I can get behind that. And even though it would have been really strange for him to interact with these new people, that's the same thing that happens with every new show's crossover with everything else. Right. There are well, ways around that. The problem with Black Lightning specifically is that his show is like in a completely different genre from the rest of these. His is very much a street-level show, mm -hmm. and these are all, like, high, super comic booky, like, this is super sci-fi kind of stuff. You know, Arrow's probably the closest thing to, to Black Lightning, and Arrow is, like, too far out into, like, fantasy, you know, to really... So, so it's, it's jarring having him as part of all this, and even merging his Earth into it. Because even now that everything's supposedly all together after Crisis, like, everything going on in Freeland seems like it's a whole nother universe from, um, mm -hmm. you know, these other shows. Um, it's like we got a really bad metahuman coming with, like, In fact, everything else... Call Kara! Well, yo, God, yeah. The fact that he doesn't call Kara <laughs> or Barry, it's just, like, pissing me off at this point. We're on the same Earth now, and you know them. But, <laughs> but yeah, um... Although, funny enough, Black Lightning is filmed in Atlanta while the other shows are filmed in Vancouver. So, it really is like it's a whole other universe. There you go. <laughs> um, Alright, so aside from Black Lightning being there is kind of jarring, yeah. what what else? I really question Sarah's agreement to look for a Lazarus pit. I really, really <laughs> question that. Yeah. I know she but, but the universe can't be without Oliver Queen. <sighs> already have that argument in Batman Beyond. Mm. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you derailed me. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, she was a she was eventually, like, coerced into it. I don't even want to say coerced, because you can't really coerce Sarah into anything. But she was convinced, she and she relented into doing this, because mm. Mia was so strong. But this is something that you really just should not do. And she knows it. She has seen it. She has experienced it. And she knows you don't Lazarus somebody. Mm -hmm. It doesn't end well. Mm -hmm. And... Except it were ended well for her. <laughs> uh... 
death totem. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but seeing how Oliver himself, yeah, we're not doing this. Mm -hmm. And seeing how he rejected the thought of coming back and chose a different role mm. so that he can still come back. Right. Just not as all Oh, yeah, I'm sure every crossover, Stephen Amell's going to be on speed dial from Berlanti and be like, hey, we got another crossover. Can you back us for the crossover? Sure, I can do that. Yeah, Just give yeah. me the green cowl. Yeah, what's the, what's the baby cowl going to look afterwards, huh? <laughs> right. How's that going to look? Yeah. Yeah. That that was my, my real issue part, was, was the whole Lazarus bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, they had um, the Western Scar guy. What yeah, Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. Why can I never remember his name? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that I was, was disappointed because when they said that Jonah Hex was going to be in it, I was hoping for the Earth, mm -hmm. not like the Jonah the Hex that of some had experience with already. right, not the Jonah Hex of some alternate Earth where he's been using the Lazarus Pit and is therefore like an evil guy. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. But it was good to see him, but it's like, I don't really like this version of you, but hi. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, just getting to see alternate versions of a lot of different people was nice. And I'm glad that they addressed the 2042? 46? Well, no, no, no. All right. No, no. Okay. Well, well, it's 2040, 2042, and 2049 is the, all the different time periods we've seen. <sighs> Of the the future. first one. Yeah. From season, from season one of Legends. Legends. Well, except, okay, that's one of my problems, because in that episode, they Sarah met the Oliver Queen of that time. Uh-huh. And then they're like, oh, well, that wasn't the future. That's just the future of an alternate Earth. So they go to that alternate Earth yeah. to get the baby. But then Oliver is like, Sarah, I haven't seen you since the Queen's Gambit. Which, if that's the same Earth that they visited, in, why wasn't he like, oh, you're back, Sarah? He's old and senile. <laughs> but I'm glad that they at least addressed, like, why there was that future existing with Oliver in it. Right. So they're they're tying up that knot with See, a very sloppy bow. But, right. No, it was really sloppy because they could have always just said that something that the Legends did or Barry did changed things. And so, like, that, oh, it was Barry. that future didn't Friggin exist Barry. anymore. <laughs> and they didn't have to make it... Right, they didn't have to make another... I mean, the whole point of that scene was for Sarah to have a long, like, you know, monologue about, oh, Oliver, you're just so important, and you've just made my life so much better and transformed everything and made everything wonderful. But then they did that same speech later in the... I'm like, I, I, there was no point for this scene. It was completely pointless. Just saying, like, hey, yeah, we're just going to address the fact that we showed this in Legends, and this is why it's not a thing anymore. But it could have been so much more elegant in my mind but anyway well, at least they tried they did try yeah they did try right. also mega props five stars plus for cranky old bruce <laughs> yes because that is yes. the best batman in existence it's cranky old bruce <laughs> You can yeah, put it on my this gravestone. Was, this is darker than Batman Beyond Cranky Old Bruce. I know, but it's still Cranky Old Bruce. <laughs> this is like, I see a Kryptonian and I kill them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> One should have that much power. <laughs> he still got the trophies. <laughs> Totally wanted to see the giant penny. Did they take us to the Batcave though? I no, think they no, did. it's, not it's really probably right. in the Batcave. Okay. <laughs>
Yeah, we just saw the little shelf in the foyer. Mm -hmm. All right. And we saw a shirtless Lucas. I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Kara's like, ooh, you know this guy? Shut up, Kara. (laughs) It's like Bill and Ted with the shut up, Ted. (laughs) Dude, your mom's hot. (laughs) All right. Your assistant's hot. Shut up, Carl. Right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that they got Kevin Conroy was another one of those, like, huge fan service. Well, yeah, 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 but I mean, but you're talking about Cranky Old Bruce, so I'm I know, talking about but... Kevin Conroy right now. Just... That's one of the... <laughs> She's fanning herself. But yeah, um, the fact that they got Kevin Conroy um, to do his Bruce Wayne um, was uh, <laughs> really good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I, that was that was one of the exciting things to me too. Was you know, it's good to have Bruce Wayne, you know, the yeah. authentic one that we all experienced from our childhood. The real Bruce. Wayne. Right, right, exactly. I I was ironing through a lot of crisis, but when that scene came up, I sat down. <laughs> you you have a thing for uh, the Kevin Conroy voice. That's because you do it so well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, James, thoughts on Crisis? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with Beth in what she initially said. It was kind of a mixed bag for me. There were concepts of it that I, I loved, like the fan service with Kevin Conroy, because that's my boy. Oh, man. Like, I, I still hold mm-hmm. to this day. I'm like, nobody can get a Batman voice right. Nobody. Nobody gets it right in any of the movies. It's either some weird or like some weird amalgamation of like disguising their voice. Nothing that makes any kind of sense. Like, oh, I don't know what Oliver does where it's like, I literally have a voice modulator so people don't know. And I'm like, that would make the most sense if you guys did something kind of like that. They did that kind of with Affleck's Batman. But forever and all, the guy who's like, they should just film a Batman movie using like some buff actor, whatever. That's fine. And then just have the voice be Kevin Conroy, like have them just lip sync the whole thing. That'd be great. Am I chopped liver? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I loved it. It was an interesting take cause it was not at all what I was expecting. Cause a lot of the rumor mill at the time was that it was going to be, uh, like Batman beyond right. cranky old Bruce. Mm. And I was like, I'm good with that. Oh, that would be amazing. If we go like yeah. Terry Gillis. Oh my gosh. Are you, kidding me right yeah that i thought that we were gonna see terry yeah. and then they went completely a different direction i was like oh this is a really bitter and bruce like really bitter and i wasn't mad about it not at all i'm in the same stream as beth i was like i kind of dig it like it's a it's it's a different depth and honest to gosh i was just so happy that kevin conroy for the first time in his career got to visually play he has voiced for so long on an actual screen. I was like, you know what? Mm. Life is complete. I could die tomorrow. I'd be happy. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, <clears throat> so there was things like that that I appreciated. Um, there are some continuity things that I was like, wait, but we kind of dealt with that. And part of that did come from the whole, like, um, uh, queen episodes of like jumping into you know the flash forwards and stuff where i was like okay wait 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 so so we're we're 
we're going to acknowledge that giving people too much information about the computer could be a really bad thing. And then we're going to 100% break that rule in absolutely no time, which is par for the course. <laughs> but, but no, I was really hoping somebody had like learned a lesson here. Like somebody had been like, you know, last time something got revealed, Diggle's child sex changed. Like, like, can we like, don't like you guys know that happened. Don't. <laughs> and then they were just like, yeah, no, your daughter gets axed just before we got here like a day ago. And it was just like, oh, man, like, I just, okay, cool. And honestly, I was really yeah, And then Renee's, like, talking about murdering Diggle's son, and it's I know. like, oh, God. Yeah, I know, exactly like, I was like, I was oh, man, is this, is this about to go real off the rails? Like, real <laughs> off the rails? Um, is this about to get Jerry Springer up in here? Um, and, then, and then, like, he does have, like, a very quick about face for the most part, where he's just like, no, you know what? I'm just not going to happen. I was like, oh, so you're Oliver Queen now. Got it. Okay. So you control the future. You control fate. You should stop hanging out with this guy. You should really not learn these lessons. They're the wrong lessons. Uh, He needs to find the helmet then. Right. <laughs> the Doctor Fate helmet. He just needs yeah. to find it. Oh, I was just like, okay, sure. So I mean, but yeah, he he totally learned from the best of controlling women's actions. Yeah. Didn't see that. Yeah. He's, he's got this. Um, he's got it. it was- it all, like I said, I mean, it was it was good. Uh, I was a little caught off guard with the whole uh, Oliver becoming the Spectre. That I didn't really see coming yeah. in any way, shape, or form. And then they're like, "Oh yeah," and it was it was kind of weird because I don't I didn't remember it. That was the thing is like if it was they had introduced the character that he meets, uh, that is like I'm the Spectre, and now you have to take the mantle. I, was, I don't know who this guy is. Did this guy show up in a previous episode <laughs> somewhere? I do not remember that. Was it like season two? Because that was a long time ago. I don't um, And so like I had to do some internet research. Like, I couldn't find anything that really like tied it in other than like, oh yeah, no, like that guy has just in the comics been the specter. And then suddenly they were just like, yeah, we're just going to do something different with Oliver Queen. And uh, and like, and then found out, like, they just changed the comic book storyline from Crisis, where it had been Hal Jordan. And they just swapped out Oliver Queen. And I was like, oh, I mean, I guess it works. This is weird. This is kind of weird. But okay, sure, why not? It's the end of Arrow. They can do whatever they want, and nobody can do anything about it. Overall... Like I said, I was mostly happy with all of it, but yeah, there were definitely some things, especially post-crisis, that I was like, oh, we we got some issues, guys. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know it's not a fair comparison, but I kind of look at it as the CW's version of Endgame, right? It's what everything's been building up towards. And uh, and that's, it's not perfect, yeah. but I, I look at what they did with the budget they had, you know, TV show budget and everything, and overall, um, I am really impressed with it. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you can... You, can... <laughs> you mentioned budget, and I instantly went to the final battery, where I was just <laughs> well, like, yeah. oh, come on, guys. Well, the beginning of time is just a quarry? I mean, couldn't you have done anything better? Like, even showing it as the uh, the temporal zone or whatever, and having them fight in the temporal zone, better than a quarry. Well, I mean, Ugh. you know, well, my wife and I, we have the game... 
of oh I, there's a certain square uh in vancouver which has been in it's also a national city it's also in central city it's also in star city and i recognize it every time they show this particular square and um so every time that and uh the prison and arrow was also the market in the future the black market in the future and a couple of other mm-hmm. scenes uh sets and so it's just that's always fun but it's so you just kind of sure yeah you know, suspend your disbelief and pretend not to notice these things but the fan service the what they were going for i, I knew going in that they were you know it was going to end with just one universe and so the end result was such that i can like Endgame, i can over a lot of the inconsistencies i i just try not to think about them um the end result for me was I would give it like an A minus. If I did have to, I could, I could easily pick it apart if I wanted to. I just feel in such a way that I I choose not. Um, I do uh, some things that did kind of take me out of it. Um, And, you know, we've already touched on, on a few of them. Like uh, I I honestly thought when they, they went to, you know, 2040s uh, star city, that that was going to be a setup for Mia and William, like, you know, he, the, you're going to lose your father. You're going to lose your Ollie. But here's an Ollie from comparatively your time. And, like, somehow mm. they were going to end up together. You know what I mean? I really thought that, that was – so that way they still get a father when it was all said and done. And he mm. would have been the right age for them and everything. Sure. Um, but, yeah, that's not what happened. And <laughs> I absolutely loved the relationship that they developed between Kara and uh, Kate. And I, I felt like this did a lot – um, for the, despite the fact that this is only Batwoman's second, you know, crossover, uh, I felt like um, it did a lot for her character. But I hate there was one scene between Kara and Kate where literally, like in the space of three sentences, Kate says, "You know, uh, since since we since I saw you last year," and then also says, "I've only been Batwoman for a few weeks," <laughs> or something like that. You know, and I was like. <laughs> You know, I had to pause it and just let myself calm down from just the stupidity of that. Fair. It just really got me. I don't know why. Um, I feel like the front half was better than the back, and that they might have shot themselves in the foot by having the uh, the break over over Christmas. I think a lot of. I think so too. Yeah, the motivation they they just lost it. After that, um, and I will admit the killing this episode. I was like, oh, "Wow, okay, yeah, didn't see that yeah. coming." You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I knew Oliver was going to die in the crossover, but I thought it would be like part four or five, not part one. Exactly, and I gotta say, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about post crisis uh, uh, other subject, but um, I do have to say that I'm <laughs> when Oliver recreates the universe, right, and, and does all his stuff. The fact that he didn't, there's hundreds millions of other olivers back you know other versions of his mother and tommy and everything and brought them back to life or 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 combine them in this world why didn't he bring back another ollie well i mean that's his ego at work there i mean because nobody can replace him exactly doesn't matter if they're him from another earth they're they're not him (laughs) he was the only oliver in all the multiverse who was that good (laughs) only i can have my jawbones I feel like, uh, okay. I mean, if you want to break it down, like series by series, I, I, I they they destroyed Earth thirty six or thirty four, whatever it is, like immediately. And I, that's when I knew this this was real. And I felt like Kara's uh, 
angst, you know, her desire to bring back everyone throughout the entire crisis was well done. Uh, bringing Lex in was a masterstroke. Yes. I'm absolutely yes. loving John Cryer as Lex. Uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't mention him until I was going to bring him up. So yes, Lex. I wrote a note to myself <laughs> to mention Lex. <laughs> That was wonderful. His scene in Smallville, Smallville's Earth, <laughs> where he says, uh, I can't believe Clark Kent is Superman. My Clark Kent's way too dumb to be Superman. He stole every scene he was he was in. I was extremely happy with his performance um, and pretty much with all of them. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm always going to have a soft spot for Legends. And just whenever they talk, ooh, another crossover? Let's do it. <laughs> you know? uh, I'm one person. So whatever the faults with Crisis, I really don't care about them. I was just there for the ride. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, some things that I, I, mean, I already mentioned, the fact that the final battle was so cheap that it was like, no, it's like they found, like, a, a quarry somewhere to film it in. Ooh, it's the beginning of time. Ooh, it's like, uh, it's already been mined, so something must have happened before that. It can't be the beginning of time. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh god, and the the weird things that like the anti monitor used those weird wraith like things. I'm still not sure what the yeah. heck those are and what their threat level is. Because if Adam Choi can punch them and they disintegrate, I'm not sure that that much of a threat, right? So I wish they'd explained what those things were a little bit better and what the consequences were. Because I was just like, um, they just seem like little wispy things that die as soon as you look they at killed, them. They killed Oliver. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm still confused how that worked, but, you know. But, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, yeah, they, they, they lost it. You know, the whole thing, they're trying to say, like, hey, maybe we can keep the multiverse around, but I was pretty sure that they weren't going to. Um, but we did have that nice thing with Kara. I... I I did kind of like the Batwoman-Supergirl relationship, but I really wish they had kept it on the more pragmatic level that, you know, like the Batman and Superman relationship. The whole thing, like, you know, even though I took this kryptonite, I'm going to give it to you. I I, uh, I just didn't like that. I, I wanted it to be more like if she was going to keep the kryptonite as a contingency um, for Kara, and I liked the fact that she, you know, might have been slightly by the cranky old Bruce, but then having it, like, it's it's like... We go from, hey, I'm a little hesitant to trust you, to I completely on board within the span of, like, five minutes of actual time. Which is, like, everything on the CW, they rush everything, but I, I just would have preferred... Because that was one of the few developments, oh, yeah. this is interesting. You know, like, she's she is acting like a Bruce. You know, uh, just being like, I better keep this thing, you know, handy. Um... You know, but, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think that it was nice, you know, together through a lot of it. I was, like, the whole, like, Paragon thing seemed so forced and just sort of, like, tacked on. You know, it was like, oh, everybody gets, like, a cutie mark from My Little Pony. <laughs> you know, it's like, you have these people, right, yeah, your Care Bears, and in fact, you'll even do a Care Bear stare in part four. Um, but, <laughs> you know, that was just, uh, and then the fact that, like, almost all of them were only two Earths, it's like, really, these parents scattered throughout the multiverse, it's like, nah, three of them are from Earth 1, three of them are from Earth 37, the other one is, you know, Brandon Ruth, because why not, you know, so it's just, I don't know. I was like, this is just a little too fortunate that the two Earths that we, like, follow are the ones that have the Paragons, right? Well, 
for whatever reason, the whole multiverse adopted the same numbering system for Earth. Well, so. that's true. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, we lost the whole thing of Harry back in the Flash being like, you know, yeah. <laughs> Earth one in my point of view. You know, like suddenly all the Earths like number the same way. <sighs> I felt it was so stupid how they resolved the Flash thing. He's going to die with... And it was exactly what I told Beth at the beginning of the season. I'm like, that's the whole reason they introduced the Flash of Earth-90 last year was that so they can be like, a Barry Allen died! (laughs) You know? (laughs) We satisfied the requirements! (laughs) You know? And what did they do? Yup. You know, it was the lamest way. Like, instead of being like, I mean, I get that they're not going to actually get rid of Grant Gustin, but you could have, like, killed him, quote-unquote, and then, like, had him gone for a few episodes and actually had Wally be the Flash for a while. I mean, something. Something to make that actually mean something. You, it's like being trapped in the Speed Force. It'll never happen. I love you, Wally. <laughs> right. I know. Uh, it was funny because they were like, oh, well, that's how it satisfied the newspapers that a Barry Allen did die. Except that Iris, when we get to it, doesn't write that article. She writes an article saying Flash survives crisis. So it's still not satisfying the newspaper. It caused that to happen. Well, the newspaper also <laughs> so, said reverse Flash, yeah. so... Right, I know. And that was the other thing that pissed me off is that we didn't get the reverse Flash. And, like, when they address it, like, um... Was it, was it, one of the, one of the executive producers, I don't think it was Berlanti, it might have been Guggenheim, was like, would we really be beholden to something that was written, you know, like six years ago on an episode, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, except for the fact that you've been throwing that newspaper in our face for six years, you know, and it should mean something that you're actually building to something, not like being like, oh yeah, no, like we threw that whole thing out. Like, except for the fact that there was a newspaper and we kind of like squinted at it, like, oh, that, that really annoyed me that they were so blasé about just throwing out that because yeah i was expecting the reverse flash to be part of this somehow uh, and even he even referenced it last season where he was like see you next crisis and runs off so you know i assumed that meant he was going to be back they telegraphed it you know and then it doesn't happen so i was kind of salty about that things i did like if you notice on the earth where the legends disbanded that Rory reprogrammed the computer to be snart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was a thing of beauty. That was, that was wonderful. I love that they got Wentworth Miller in for that. To, to be the voice. Um, I love the fact that Rory was like the baby, like absolutely adored him. And like nobody <laughs> else could quiet the baby and they just kept giving it to Mick. Of course and, it's Mick. <laughs> and then Mick's reading his home stories to him. <laughs> so good so good um he's not gonna remember it (laughs) uh lex was brilliant the fact that they like allowed lex to do anything made them to be um the whole reveal of he had torn a page out of the book of destiny was like that was the see that was the thing that made that back half so awful we were left with the best cliffhanger going into that long break of him just, like, straight-up murdering the Brandon Ruth Superman and being like, oh, what are we going to do now? You know? <laughs> Which showed how great of a villain Lex was, and then, like, nothing afterwards really, like, was was as good as the hype. 
and that whole episode of Arrow where it was just like, we're trapped in the Speed Force, and now we get to see these moments of Oliver's life that they're like, oh, and remember, it's all about their connections, you know, it's about... And half of these characters have no connection to Oliver, they barely know him or don't know him at all, so how does that even make sense? You know, <laughs> it's like, it was just so much filler, and so that felt like, really weird. I mean, they had the excuse to throw Ezra Miller in there, which nobody's mentioned yet, but, um... That didn't excite me as much as apparently it did, like, the rest of the internet, who's like, oh my god, man, Ezra Miller! And it was just like, okay, but, you know, it was just him basically being a buffoon, and it didn't really affect the story at all. Well, I mean, they, they were trapped on the, the, in the edge of time, or whatever it's called, for months, in the same clothes, no mm -hmm. one grew any facial hair or anything, and uh, no personal hygiene. Uh, no, 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 they grew facial hair. They definitely had some well, stubble, but some of them. Lex is still in his perfect suit. <laughs> I, just, you know, yeah. I didn't buy it. What were they? It's because Lex's yeah. suit is made of special LexCord nanotechnology. Come on now. <laughs> Even, so he doesn't wear different suits. He always just wears yeah. the same the, suit all the time. <laughs> when he was in prison, same suit. Exactly. But then, but, well, and even the whole thing of Lex and them going back in time. Well, first of all, you know, if the universe is destroyed in such a way that it never exists, you're going back in time. But second of all, you know, like what, like. That was all filler, too, because at the end of the day, it didn't change anything. They didn't fix anything. You know, it was great that Lex had some plan to try to subvert things with the monitor, but that didn't come to anything. And, you know, at the end of the day, we end up in the quarry fighting things. You know, it's nice that Oliver got to see you have failed this universe. Okay, that's nice. But then it's like, oh, let's remake reality. And by the way, Lex, why don't you join us? <laughs> <laughs> in our little career so that you could be one well, seventh of that, like that what makes up reality now and they're like yeah this this won't paragon, hurt anything so they had to have him <laughs> <laughs> no because it was the book of destiny which no, had nothing he, to do he with wrote the book of destiny. it was just like let's have all seven of us just sort of yeah. wish no, on the wrote his name over the over I, I know but it was like but it was the Book of Destiny was oh, what was important, yeah, right? It wasn't defeating yeah. the Anti-Monitor. The, the, the Paragons were just important because the seven of them had to defeat the Anti-Monitor. After that, it was, they're like, well, crap, what do we do? Well, all the seed, and we have to, like, wish on the page. And if we wish on the page really hard and stare at it really hard... Humpty Dumpty will be back together. Right, yeah. And so I'm like, do you really want Lex to be, like, one-seventh of, like, what the new universe is going to be? And of course... <laughs> I mean, there's just mental focus. You want Lex on your team. Well, yeah, but, you know, I that's for me. Of all the things that have happened post-crisis, the best part about it is that Lex has rewritten his whole life as, like, a deal thing. Where it's like, everybody loves him, he's the greatest guy. And to me, that fixes the whole problem, because, like, when Supergirl started, it was like, everyone knows Lex Luthor is a villain and he's in jail. And to me, that was, like, such a, you know, like, a disappointment. And then with them last season trying to, like, get him out and get him, like, back into things, it took a lot of work for them to get him to where he could be acting, you know, like, like on his own. And so this cleans the slate so that he can... I'm hoping that instead of just a Supergirl villain, that they let him be, like, an across-the-CW kind of character and that they really let him, like, sort of strict... Because we haven't had that character yet. Except for crossovers, like, the villains have been pretty much, like, within a show. And now, especially with Superman getting his own show and everything else, I'm hoping that we get a longer reach and actually be a more of an overarching character yeah. um, after this, this latest season of Supergirl. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, to me, that is the best part of Crisis, is Lex. <laughs> and the <laughs> aftermath with Lex was perfect. And just, I love the fact that, you know, that's the thing, it's like, you've got Kara, who knows, because she was, you know, there, and, and everything. And, oh, okay, that's that's the last thing I really want to mention. I really wish it was only the Paragon knew anything was different. The fact that John can visit anyone, including people he doesn't even know, and somehow restore... Because <laughs> it's like, okay, I can get it. If it's somebody that he interacts with, like Nia, like on a regular basis, so he can basically be like, hey, we've linked minds before, so here's old memory back, because I have a copy of it in my mind. But, like, for him to go to someone like Diggle, and be like, Diggle, remember, you know, like, well, what are you, what are you giving him? You didn't know Diggle, you know, like, and how he was in the pre So how are you restoring his memories? Like, it got goofy. The goofiest was when, like, what's-her-face, the, the new girl on The Flash that can shoot, like, ultraviolet rays or whatever. Uh, Allegra? Allegra? Yeah, Allegra. Someone who's such a side character of a side character. Apparently, Jean has restored her memories, too, of the previous one. It was like, really? Even Allegra gets her memories back? Come on! <laughs> I think someone may have set her down for the slideshow. Like, I'd have been perfectly okay if he had just left whatever memory she had and it relegated her back to just being a side character that I don't have to worry about. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. The best thing... All right, I, I don't want to talk too much about The Flash because this isn't that podcast. Uh, I know what you're going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mirror Iris is way better than Iris ever was. I'm fine with them just leaving it as Mirror Iris. I love her. Oh. call her Siri. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to talk about the fact that, uh, hey, we spent all of last season of Flash with Cisco saying how he can't be Vibe anymore, but bam, you know, we need Vibe, so you're... Oh, I, mean, I know. I know. I love minutes, how that's so. very forced on him, too. It's just like... Yeah, well, that's great and all, but guess what? Yeah, your vibe. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, but, but yeah, cool. I'm annoyed that everyone... But the thing is, and now they only know their old end memory, because they're always like, oh, I don't know what this new universe is like. It's like the merge of the memories from the new universe and the ones from the old universe, except for the Paragon. Depends which show you're watching. Well, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> It's the, like the lack of consistency, which I know has always been a problem and everything else. It's just, it's annoying to me. Um, and then even the whole thing of, of everyone's so convinced that there's only one universe now, but then like the ending of Crisis showed us that, oh yeah, there's totally still other universes. It's just apparently this one's like segregated off. Yeah, they're harder to get to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, but yeah, and then they finally used the Hall of Justice. That's been sitting around for like five years. They're using it, and uh, that was good. Uh, that scene, I actually really, I really like that they have a seat for Oliver, um, and I like the fact that Sarah is the um, is like the de facto leader now. I think that that's really like an earned thing that you know, it's like sort of like the senior character remaining, you know, of the of the main characters. Like she's kind of like taken on the role of leadership. Um, and the fact that the Wonder Twins are coming soon, I am so stoked Gosh. for. <laughs> but you know, I mean, is Sarah, I mean, from our perspective, Sarah is the most senior member, but now that one merged shared universe, I would think Superman's probably been around the longest. Well, except he, he should be, but even when the president, and this is one of the things that annoyed me, when the president gives her announcement after they defeat the Anti-Monitor, and she's like, Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, the first hero, has died. And I'm like, really? Shouldn't Superman now be the... Because he was around for 10 years before Kara even started. Yeah, and, yeah. They, even, and they even established through Super, Supergirl's show that he had done 
a number of things around. He had defeated Lex before, and he had done all this other stuff. And so it's just like, so did Crisis just erase all of Superman's accomplishments? Like he's just some noob out there? Well, or Lex, <laughs> Lex might have, yeah. <laughs> I wanted that timeline, like in the Flash, in the background of the Flash, they had a timeline like written on their like little thing. I really wish they had zoomed in on that timeline and let us look at it for a little bit, because like I saw things like they had put like Supergirl like emerges and stuff, and Black Lightning comes back and stuff like that. They had put it all on a timeline, but we weren't able to see all of it because I kind of wanted to see Superman was on that timeline also. Or well, but you know, even Batman was around. Uh, b- long before Arrow in the existing universe. Well, but nobody believes that Batman is real. Remember, like, even Ollie was like, hey, some, like, myth that the Gotham PD invented to, like, <laughs> you know, like, scare criminals or whatever, you know? So, like, you can you can, you can can hand wave away Batman as being, like, an urban legend. All right. But Superman is, like, a little too, like, in your face to be able to be, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, Superman's totally a myth, even though this mountain just, like, moved from there to there. You yes. know? I mean, it's like, Maybe he systematically went around the planet and kissed everybody. (laughs) How to erase your memory. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. To be fair, if if the internet has taught me nothing, is that people will believe anything is a hoax. So, yeah, I'm sure in this world there would be people like, Superman's not real. Superman is fake. (laughs) You'd know that if you drank your alkalized water, you know? know. Yeah. So uh, does anyone want to say anything more about Crisis? Beth, you wrote down Lex. Did you want to say anything I didn't say? Uh, my other note is not Crisis. It's the last episode of um, Arrow. I okay, believe. no, no, we're going to get to that in a second. I think. Anything else from Crisis? I think I'm good. Okay, okay. Then, yeah, I do, yeah, because we are getting a little bit long. I do want to hurry up here, but a couple things we'll need to talk or, or James or Ryan, anyone else have anything to say about Crisis? Ugh. I'm blanking. I gave a long diatribe in case anyone wants to rebut. I mean, no, nothing in particular. I, I'm in complete agreement that, like, like John Cryer is one of the <laughs> best Lex Luthers <laughs> in televised and, like, in, in, like, media history for me. Like, he he's up there in the ranks for me. Just the way he presents the character... Because he does, he he represents the Lex that I remember from like the old Superman movies, where like Lex was just like, uh, like, like <laughs> not at all whatever Jeff Eisner did you that I just in your hated, mouth. and just. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I would go so, so far as to say mad. Um, and, I, and I'm not even like a Superman guy. I was just like, I mean, that's Superman's villain. And I'm sorry that Superman's villain's a weird creep um, in this version. Like he he's always like the guy who's like 10 steps ahead, like all the time. So he's <laughs> thought of every contingency and he's just super smart. And what like really kind of like relegated me uh, was very uh-huh. recently I watch the new animated Superman Red Sun that they released and like very much like still the same kind of Luther except just like not like oh I need to destroy that guy just a very intelligent guy and I think he does such an amazing job of like just being that character of like being kind of funny but also knowing like he's the smartest guy in the room any room that he walks into he knows he's the smartest guy in the room and he's 
cry about sharing it. There, there's actually a comic panel I saw recently where Lex is like, you know, I'm the smartest man, like uh, man on earth, and he's like, wait a minute, Batman's still dead, right? And somebody said, yeah, right, and he's like, I'm the smartest man on earth, and I was like, yes. <laughs> but, you know, it's like there are different versions of of Lex, right? You've got your Gene Hackman real estate mobster, and this one, I think, I think it's also John Cryer's physical stature because he's not a yeah. big guy, so he leads with his brain, and that that kind of cross. He he's he's that guy who he wasn't picked on in school, but you could have seen him being picked on in mm-hmm. school, and so he grew up to be a supervillain. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I, John Cryer is the best live action Lex. Um, I, I actually still prefer the Clancy Brown animated version, but uh, but yeah, of, of all the live action versions of Lex, John Cryer is my favorite. See, I agreed with you until John Cryer because j- now I realize that the Clancy Brown one, the animated one, basically like he- he's a big hulking guy, you know, f- in stature, just like you know Clancy Brown, just like the Kurgan. And I-, I don't know why, but suddenly that just seems wrong for me, like a more sin- sinister, conniving, uh, scheming uh, Lex, like a John Cryer. That's the one on the animated version, though, I still think has had better plans and better, like, you know, just... I, I, I think that his villainy there so far, so I, I still think... <laughs> and I love Clancy Brown's voice, so, you know, I'm I, I'm all about that. But, but yeah, for the live-action ones, I think that John Cryer is the best. Like, he's beaten everybody else, hands down, on any of the TV ver- or the movie versions. <laughs> Especially Jesse Eisenberg. Alright, anyway... <laughs> Ryan, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Crisis? You know, uh, probably. I mean, I just there are so many cameos and and references that we didn't even have to discuss, and it's worth it just for those. You could do a montage of just of the references, the um, Birds of Prey. You know, the the Batman uh, 88, 1988. I mean, uh, eighty nine. Sorry, there you could any of them uh, just just gave me warm fuzzies. No. Yeah, see, I never saw Birds of Prey or Smallville, so those did nothing for oh, me. Oh, the Smallville one was great. And <laughs> and I love the fact that Lois was, like, falling in love with every Superman she came across. Oh, that's one thing I didn't <laughs> mention. Whatever they did to Brandon Ruth for when he was Superman versus when he was Ray... Like, God, they deserve total props because he looked jacked. Like, Kari even says, like, Ray, you look jacked. And I'm like, he does. Like, whatever camera <laughs> trickery or makeup or whatever they were doing, they did a great job because he didn't He didn't come off. Like, he obviously looked the same as Ray, like, facially, but he didn't off as Ray at all. You know, like, it seemed like physicality was completely different. Had it. So. Uh, still looked like a puff suit to me. Well, maybe, but still, he looked... He, he looked like he could poke him and... <laughs> I'm not sure it was padding, but okay, yeah. all right. Like pre-CG thing. What you don't realize is all this time, Ray's been wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and when he takes them off, you know... <laughs> I really wish during the joke that, you know, they had had on the previous crossover where Ray kept saying that Kara looked like his cousin. 
And so I was hoping we could meet Ray's cousin or something, and it would be Kara in, like, a completely different role. You know, it'd be Mich uh, Melissa Benowitz in a different role or something. I was hoping they would pay that off, but all right. Um, all right, so, yeah, then we got our sort of backdoor pilot for the Green Arrow and the Canary show, and this is where I started to get really frustrated with Arrow because suddenly all those flash-forwards were now completely meaningless, and it was like, we're just rebooting this completely. You know, and just being, like, completely new concept for what the future is like, completely new concept for Mia, you know, and we're just gonna, like, do this thing where, like, actually everything's really nice until recently in Starzy. And I was like, uh, why are we even bothering with this? So, um... Beth, let's start with you. What did you think about that episode? This is this is the exact moment where I looked at former Black Siren and was like, I never want to see you again. Because this 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 Laurel, this reformed Laurel, was completely 180 different from the reformed Laurel we saw Nash Forwards. Mm. Like, there is no way I would have hung up with this woman. Under any circumstances. She was so nasty. Hmm. Well, this version was one who had time-traveled rather than living her whole life in between. In the previous version of the Flash Forwards, that was an older Black Siren. But in this version, in the new universe, she, like, actually time-traveled to the future. She hopped the ride on the Wave Rider, I think she said. But she was still so nasty, and I hated it. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's why it was a different portrayal, was that, like... Because this, this uh, version is different, so she just, like, time-traveled. If, if they do continue this, they really need to mellow her out from what they showed in that episode. Because mm. I... Every time she opened... I was gritting my teeth. Okay. So, Laurel aside, what did you think of the setup for uh, as a series potential? I actually enjoyed the new take. It was interesting for me. Okay. Um, bringing back Mia's memories was very bittersweet because she her happiness, and then she saw what her fiance was in the old future, <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden she can't accept her life as it is because of who he is slash was. And then at the end you see, oh, now he was is. Because yeah, his memory gets They back. definitely made it a little more once upon a timey because there's two versions of memories, whereas with a lot of the other yeah. characters, it's like their memories were completely like overwritten. But, um, you know, I mean, my issue with that is this version of Mia is a completely new person from this new universe. So how does she get memories restored? <laughs> From a timeline that never even happened. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, that was weird to me that they even had that. It's like, oh, it's Martian technology. Like, how does that even work? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like a good fan, I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> right. um, but also, like, the, you, you see that she really did from her father mm -hmm. on the rooftop when she was in that hostage situation where she could have taken the shot. She could have ended him. Mm -hmm. But she chose not to. And then, in retrospect, she saw that she was being fit at that moment. And the whole world saw her not take the shot. And that they all saw her as a hero, like her father was. Hmm. Whereas the old Mia, totally hands down, would have taken that shot. So that was cool. To see some kind of, like, a learning from the time she spent with Oliver um, to change who she was. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. You're staring at me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you like the new take? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, James, thoughts on the the pilot, the backdoor pilot? Um, I'm with you in the sense of, yeah, like that was my feeling. I was like, wait, wait. So you guys made me watch all those flash forwards that I kind of despised. Even though they started to kind of make sense with the action you took of bringing them into the present. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I can allow it. Mm. And then you just went. And the thing is, they even started, they even started making it like sort of like a, hey, we can sort of change things up slightly by like introducing the idea that we've time traveled and whatever. But instead, they don't even use that method. Now we're going to use crisis as our way of just like sort of like messing everything up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like, like so I redundant. get, I get from a story perspective what they were going for. I guess in terms of like, we want to show you how terrible this future was, and that because of Oliver's ultimate sacrifice, like that future doesn't occur. Like it makes for a better future. Which I was like, okay, okay, sure, sure, I could go with that. But then we go to the future, and it's just like, yeah. But then. Katie Cassidy walks in with Siren and goes, yeah, but I'm going to give you all your memories back and make your life totally freaking miserable. And I was just like, why? Why did we do that? <laughs> Everybody was so happy. It was a really nice place. And then you just made it bad. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't, from a plot position, I was like, I don't, I feel like you've, you've slapped me in the face with a cold fish and I don't like it. <laughs> Ryan, thoughts on the backdoor pilot? Well, originally, I thought it was going to be based in the present, right? Yeah, uh, so did with, I. Yeah, and, and that was that's still my preferred choice. Um, having not gone that route, maybe because I did hate the future uh, that they'd established, I just want a lot more. I would watch this series based on this backdoor pilot. Um, Laura was annoying, but... Uh, I kind of liked that about her character. She's you know still dealing with her own, all her own hangups. I, I, I have mixed feelings about restoring Mia's memories because I get what you know James is saying and everything that like, hey, she had the perfect life. You know, she was at peace. It was all good. Why do this to her? But then on the other hand, in restoring those memories, at least she got to have that time with her father. So you know, it's, mm. it's enough, right? Um, and I felt like they'd established a lot that they could have done with this. I would have loved to have a season where she both loves and hates her fiance. And of course his memories were restored a mysterious person as well. I mean, I, I just, I would have right. loved to have had more of it. And I honestly don't think, well, we, we, we don't know for yes, sure. We do. Well, yeah, I, I it's a CW. The they will pick up a, a, a DC pilot, you know, at the drop of a hat. You know? Well, the fact that they haven't picked it up yet though, is kind of bizarre. Like, I thought for sure, like everyone did. Cause they kept on making all these announcements about it that I was like, Oh yeah. So this is like, basically like fate to complete, right? I mean, this is going to happen. And then like, suddenly it's like, um, all right, we hear that Superman's been greenlit. Green Arrow and the Canaries, like still no word, still no word, and it's like we will now we won't know until May is what they're saying, and it's like this doesn't sound good for this show, you know. I mean, although my thing that I've been saying all this time is they're kind of clogged up with with DC shows right now in the regular. They should do one that's like a summer show that that goes, you know, because CW usually runs one or two new shows during the summer. It's like have like either Superman or the Green Arrow and the Canaries show run during the summer. Oh, Superman and Lois coming out, and but we don't know how many episodes they will be they can do right. yeah yeah they can do shorter seasons of more shows um so i and then now with the the melissa um benoist news i don't know what they're going to do with supergirl so um 
Yeah. I've been saying they should put it on hiatus until she's got the man. Because I really don't want a pregnant Kara storyline. Because I, I just I just don't see that turning out well. Like, any, like, writing that they do for that. Which is almost certainly going to be, like... I doubt they're going to do, like, a Kara gets yeah. knocked up story. Which is more likely going to be a Kara becomes a surrogate for somebody's story. And I re- it's going to be so yeah. dumb. <laughs> you know? And I don't, I don't exactly. need it. Those contractions <laughs> will squish the <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's an alien baby. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Um, Although, you know, I, I could see the Canaries, or at least Mia, ending up on the Wave Rider as a legend. That would be... Yeah, and that might be... I suspect, because they, they introduced so many mysteries, that they will tie it up somehow, even if the show kicked up, probably with a legend storyline, but maybe even potentially, like, The Flash or something, where Barry runs into the future, or something along those oh, lines. Like, yeah, stop be, doing that! <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't think we've seen the end of the case. I would just rather have them continue, like, on a show, like like on Legends or something. But honestly, what I think is has killed it is the fact is Stargirl. They just why they're not gonna introduce two new blonde white girls, you know, <laughs> series when they've already got one blonde white girl series. It's just it's not yeah, it's just why? <laughs> well, and the internet says uh, hopefully we should find out in a couple of months whether or not they're going to pick it up. No, they sure. said May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Guggenheim or somebody tweeted that it was going to be May. Finally, get final. But that means CW has deferred the decision until the very last minute, uh-huh. which already right. seems suspicious. Do. Right? Exactly. They 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 picked up Superman and Lois within like five minutes of it being like announced as a possibility. You know, so it's like <laughs> it's like what another other new show. Fair. Oh, with another DC show? Yes, yes! We're going to greenlight it! <laughs> and that would, if anything's redundant, it's having a Superman and Supergirl show. You know? <laughs> but, whatever. Um, although, I, I know it's going to be different, because this is going to be... This is this is what I wanted. This is I want more shows that are superhero dads, because I'm already digging the Black <laughs> Lightning as a superhero dad, so another superhero dad show, I'm all aboard. <laughs> It's so different, and Ryan wouldn't know this because he constantly <laughs> refuses to watch Black Lightning, but it's such a different dynamic when the superhero is a dad, and like a real dad, not an Oliver Queen dad. You know? <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> um, Alright, so, yeah, my thoughts on, I mean, I already said, I, I wasn't too happy with the setup. I do like the idea, like, this is what I was hoping for all the, the post-crisis stuff, was that if people got their memories restored, they would have both sets, because it'd be interesting to, like, really examine that sort of dysphoria of, like remembering something but then like remembering something else and they're both like mutually exclusive so it looks like that's the route they're trying to go with mia i don't know why it's only mia nobody else that got their memories restored but that i think would be really interesting to like examine a little more so i think there is some like interesting territory to go towards i do question the decision of having a show that's set in the future like that because it's not far in the future yeah you know like when marvel had the original guardians of the galaxy that were in the year 3000 or when the of superheroes the nice thing about it is it's so far in the future that you can do whatever you want in the present and you can always say that by like the year 3000 like it does like whatever happens doesn't matter because they were restored whatever you know um to have it just 20 yeah. but 2099 doesn't seem right, that far away exactly. now. <laughs> and 2040 for green arrow and the care it's like so much like they, they would be anytime they revealed something about the past or said anything they would like straight jacket the shows that are setting up you know so it's like it's it's difficult to juggle that i think um so it'll be interesting to see 
like if the if it did get green light like what they could do you know with that so as not to to have that happen um i also feel like uh, you know we, we mentioned a laurel um what they're doing with Dinah just seems weird to me of like a whole like, yeah, I went to sleep one day and then I ended up in the future, but nobody remembered I ever existed. And it's like, okay. What? I mean, guess they have a story in mind for that, but that just seems weird, you know? Yeah. But, uh, thanks, Ollie. Right. I was about to say thanks, Barry. <laughs> it was probably Barry. <laughs> I ended up here and I woke up and I had this slightly used feeling. Well, you know what? She, she was a cop from Central City, so yeah, let's blame Barry. You know, yeah. true facts. Um, that's true. She was originally Central City. That's right. Um, all right. So final episode. So if the uh, the backdoor pilot didn't make me want to throw a table, this one did. Um, <laughs> the whole idea that like Oliver, like it's like oh, it's a, like Oliver only changed things. He changed anything that would have significantly affected his life. That is total crap. The the fact that like Tommy died is the whole thing that stopped him from killing people. That was the motivation. It was simple times, and then it's like, oh no, he totally it fixed that. It was the that. intro of season two. For crying out loud. <laughs> right? Yeah, my best friend died, so I have to be a better person now. I, I ah! you know, like he changed so much. Bringing back his mom, bringing back Tommy, bringing back what's her the the Tamiko, Kamiko, Emiko, 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 yeah. But I got the impression those were not Earth One versions. Those were versions from other Earths that he saved and brought here. Because Tommy said that he'd been his version right, of Laurel. Right. No, that's the new Earth Prime reality. This isn't the same Earth anymore. This is the rebooted Earth that's been this way from the beginning. Yeah, but he had to pull them from somewhere, right? I mean, he. he no, because in this version, Tommy never died. Like, it's a whole new version of things. It's not like he pulled well, people from their place. Really yeah, from it, these people were born and lived their whole lives this way. Like, they weren't pulled from anywhere. This is a new Earth that started back from the beginning to now. Right, but at the same time, Kara is still from Earth. You know, I mean, yes, this is all one brand new oh, Earth. Oh, the Paragons, because they lived in, like, they were there at the beginning of time. They've, like, subsumed the versions of themselves that existed on this. Like, like that's the thing nobody's mentioning. They murdered the versions of themselves that were actually from this universe <laughs> by replacing them when they were time. Like, Only that's if there the... were versions of them. I mean, Kara, there was no version of Kara and, you know, um, John, so... I don't know. Well, no, but, there there obviously was a version of Jean or and Kara on this Earth Prime because everyone remembers them as always having been part of this Earth. And so up until the moment that they like came forward in time, there was a completely different Kara here. There was a completely different Jean that they then subsumed when they came to this time. No, this is, again, you're trying to limit omnipotence. So it, it, you can those don't apply. I mean that. But but like, the thing is, at the beginning of time. Oliver created a new universe. Yes. That universe the then Bang went and forward. Expanded outward, yes. Right, and I exactly. That if you have a linear, limited context, logically what you're saying makes sense. But logic doesn't apply right. with, you know, all powerful beings. Or, or comic okay. book TV shows. Or comic book TV shows. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the real problem is all the universes were destroyed. 
And yet they have leftover people that are just sort of hanging out. They're like, oh yeah, this is like a remnant from Earth whatever. And it's like, wait, all those Earths were destroyed before a new universe was created. So those people should not even like have been, where were they waiting? Where were they hiding out until this yeah. new universe was created? They don't explain any of that. And I kind of have a problem with that, but you know. It, it no- goes, it's like Star Trek and the <laughs> Transporter. If you really think about it, it kills you, you know, but you know, it's the exact same. Yes. It straight yeah. up murders everybody. Yes. And it creates a copy at the destination. Or the duplicate versions of duplicate versions of people that, like, some of them affect the duplicate versions, but apparently an entire group of people who are duplicate versions, we'll just minimize them and they're fine. We know it works that way, though, even in canon because of Thomas Riker. If the transporter was able to create a completely different duplicate Riker, at the, you know, at the same time, shows that it does. That's the way it normally works. It actually duplicates people and then just murders the original. I didn't sign in up. In this case, it just didn't murder the original. I mean, in fairness to Thomas Riker, that was an accident in the sense that the computer it buffer it buffers it keeps a memory of you in it, but it wasn't supposed to create a second one. It was a computer glitch because no, what it, it didn't do is it didn't murder the original person that was still on the planet like it was supposed to because of the storm, and it, then it created the duplicate on the transporter pad like it was supposed to. That's what happened. Which, when you see, that makes Thomas Riker the original. Right, correct. He yeah. was the original, yeah. and he's stuck there. But because he didn't live that life for that many years, everyone accepted the, the copy as, as him. <laughs> <laughs> so he got Still the short end of the Allen's stick fault. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it's equals right. as the transporter. Right. It murders <laughs> the original. You just don't really think about the implications of it. <laughs> You're the one who brought up the transporter. <laughs> No, I don't. That's just as an example. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but yeah, I mean, the only thing that doesn't make sense is how is Black Siren still around? Because, you know, they they even mentioned because I thought what was going to happen is they were just going to rewrite reality. So this is what happened to the Earth Prime laurels that she can Black Siren. So that's how she fits into the new universe is, you know, it's it's you know, this is the same Laurel. But instead they make it like. You know, Earth. The Earth Prime Laurel died, just like the Earth One Laurel. That, you know, the Earth. You know, but now somehow this person from another Earth appeared, even though there are no other Earths. And for these people, there never have been other Earths. So it's again, it's weird, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know. Um, I want a Tom Servo scream, but I can't because the kids are in bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like Nash, you know. I mean, there are there are these fragments, these remnants from the previous Earths, and Laurel is one. Nash is another. Uh, maybe we don't know really what's yeah, going on. Yeah, we don't know him. what's going on with that. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 reading too much into that, I think. But you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> one can hope. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, I was, I was not on board with a lot of it. I liked the, I mean, even the thing with like being like, oh, there's gotta be a purpose. There's gotta, we gotta continue all of it. Like, it just all seemed so pointless and it was just kind of like a frustrating final episode. It was nice again to see some familiar faces. It was nice Felicity got back for that episode. It was nice to see Anatoly again, you know, I mean, all that was nice. Nissa. Yeah, Nissa. Oh yeah, definitely Nissa. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Even though they brought up that stupidity about the whole, like, you know, like, oh, like, I never really considered him my husband. (laughs) Why? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Of course you did. (laughs) 
I always liked the fact that she, like, even though she never, like, wanted to get married with him, it was just like, oh, I just accept it as a fact, and so, you know, <laughs> we're legally bound, so that's it. <laughs> I mean, just to annoy him, you know? It's great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, and, and, you know, having Thea and letting her and Roy get together, you know, it was nice. You know, since they're never going to appear against things, I'm pretty sure. Um, and they merged the universe with Powerless. What's that? Powerless. Oh, oh God, yeah. So that was that was the that was the weird one that like yeah, Powerless, the NBC show. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with the because it was um, Van Wayne Industries was shown in a shot, and that was Alan Tudyk's character from uh, from Powerless. So they actually included that in that episode. So they're merging <laughs> Powerless in with the over. <laughs> that so. was the backdrop of the proposal. Right. Like, what? <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Beautiful. So, so those things were nice. But, you know, I really could have done without, like, Emiko and Tommy and Moira and all that being like, eh, we'll just hand wave them alive. It's fine. It's anything. Or the whole, like, Oliver just makes, like, Star City, like, fine for 20 years. Like, why 20 years, Ollie? Why not make Star City eternally fine? Like, why not? If you're omnipotent, as Ryan suggests, why not just say Star City is forever a golden paradise? You know. <laughs> Ratings. <laughs> I mean, it's it's dumb, right? You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, you see, I, I didn't get the impression that he use his omnipotent abilities to make Star City a paradise. That was the inspiration for heroics. You know? <laughs> Although you can make the... I mean, they were just making supposition, but at least the characters believed that that was Ollie waving a magic wand and having that happen, but, you know... <laughs> well, I mean, you can make the whole fan argument here that the moment Green Arrow showed up on the scene, every year Star City was nearly destroyed, <laughs> and then Green Arrow's gone, and, you know, it's a utopia, so, you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, all right, so yeah, other, other thoughts on the final episode? Me, right, Beth? Me, pick me. Diggle is the Green Lantern. Okay, I was going to save that for the end, but all right, yes. <laughs> yes. That... I, I screamed. <laughs> that didn't get spoiled for me. Oh, it got spoiled for me. Like, within <laughs> moments of that episode airing, Facebook was just like a million shots of Diggle with a green light on his face. And everybody would be like, they did the thing! They did the thing! And it's like, really, people? Really? You can't wait five minutes? Seriously? <laughs> it's the internet. They definitely can't wait five minutes. They can they can't even wait five seconds. Take <laughs> pictures of their food before they eat it, for goodness sake. <laughs> exactly. If you're hungry, just put it in your mouth. You don't need to see it before or after the fact. Thank no. You. You know, I, because I don't think John Diggle equals John Stewart. I feel like that's kind of a dis disservice to the John Stewart character, but you know, whatever. He's he's going to Metropolis, so I suspect that means Diggle's going to show up in the Superman and Lois show, which is fine. I mean, I definitely wanted Diggle to continue, even because you know, even though uh, Stephen Amell is like done, you know, like he's like I, I don't want to do this anymore. I think David Ramsey's like let this gravy train roll. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, let's let's point out, uh, Mr. Forthought, that every year on Arrow, you'd be like, next year Diggle's going to die. That, that, that's the year David are going to kill. They're going to kill the black guy. You know, <laughs> and he made it through the entire series. I don't know that I ever really predicted that for Diggle. <laughs> I kept saying Thea was going to die. That was yeah. like my thing. I kept going like Thea. Thea's going to die. Um, every podcast I've done, you've been like, you know what would be the most dramatic effect? They're going to have to kill Diggle. No, I don't think so. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, the one I'm worried about is um is uh, is Je- is um is uh, uh crap. Iris's dad. His name is yeah uh, yeah. He's the one I'm always terrified they're gonna kill off. Um, Jesse L. Martin, whose name escapes me on the show right now. Joe. My dad. Dad. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember but, his but, name, but even to Barry. But they're totally. It's not totally right. incestuous. No, he's the black guy. I'm constantly afraid they're gonna kill off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be really upset if they killed Joe. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's always been the one that I'm like, that's the one they need to kill off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one they needed to kill off. But the one you were, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to confirm. But the one you were always worried they were gonna kill off was uh, Diggle. Oh no, I mean, if some that probably was like, no, you don't kill my Jiminy Cricket. In fact, I'm sure I've said that before. You don't kill my Jiminy Crickets. It's not, it was me <laughs> like saying like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that I believe. Yeah, you can't kill my Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> it was Oliver's Jiminy Cricket. He was always like, "Hey, Ollie, you know what you're about to do is really stupid." <laughs> and he's usually right. You know? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I I want really Diggle to continue. I was glad to see him on the Flash recently, and I suspect he is going to have a at least reoccurring role on Superman and Lois um, because he's moving to Metropolis so that's cool and I guess that means we're going to have the Green Lantern on Superman and Lois so alternatively their core TV show on HBO Max that's why I don't think because everybody's like oh give David Ramsey like his own TV show and it's like CW's never going to give a Green because like they're not going to have a a Green Lantern show on HBO Max and a Green on the CW it's not going to happen they can never do the budget for a a Green Lantern show I mean they do Supergirl though so I mean somehow they have the budget to do all that crap so I mean I don't legend Nick's turned to steel exactly like once this season. (laughs) But you know, you don't have to do like here's the thing, and here's always been my problem with the idea of Diggle as a Green Lantern. So the whole thing is like it's your imagination, right? So all he's gonna do is create two green guns in each hand and be like, you know, it's like And a visor. (laughs) Right, yeah, and a visor. It's like that's not you know, it's not like Kyle Rayner where it's like, I'm an artist, so you know, I can come up with all kinds of wacky things to do with the ring you know it's like <laughs> i'm john diggle i make guns <laughs> oh man but uh, yeah all right so um we're crossbows <laughs> yeah that's right that's right when when he was gonna be the green arrow it's like hey cross good right <laughs> i'll do um so yeah final episode thoughts green green lantern thoughts James. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I know it's been the, like, long-time, like, fan love of, like, John Diggle Green Lantern. <laughs> you almost said Arrow, like, didn't you? <laughs> I almost did. I almost did, yeah. I think he's just um, and I was green. like, eh, but uh, I don't know. Like, the thing is, is, I think it's really overhyped, and I'm kind of with you. It's like, I mean, yeah, they kind of mixed in the whole episode where, like, his adopted dad is Stuart, mm. and so, like, he could be John Stewart. And I was like, but he's not. He literally goes by his legal name of Diggle, has always gone by his legal name of Diggle. Therefore, he is not John Stewart. He is just John Diggle. Um, so, I don't know. Like, it could be really interesting. It could be really good. The thing is, is, like, I remember when they made a Green Lantern movie and it was God awful and horrible. <laughs> and I was like, uh, it the show can very, 
very easily slide that direction. Um, and the thing is, I don't want them to like co-op Hal Jordan's stories for like that version of John, uh, like for, for, for this version of a green lantern. Like, I really hope they don't do that if you go out or even like necessarily co-op all of the John Stewart kind of like stories and whatnot, since he's supposed to be, um, it's one of those where I'm like, God, you guys could actually do something really you could make this his own. Like you could really kind of make him in his own right, his own Green Lantern that has some similarities, sure, to the John Stewart of the comic books. But I don't know that I necessarily want him to be similar. And I'm kind of with you. It's like it's kind of the problem I always had with Howard, where like Hal Jordan for a long time, where it was like, I'm a fighter pilot. So when he first became a Green Lantern, everything he did was like, I've got missiles and chain guns and a fighter jet that's all lantern power. I was like, why? Where you you literally have no like border of where your thought can go. You're just like it's just this. But like here's here it is at the at the peak and I just don't think anything outside the box ever. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of things that I think could go very easily wrong with the concept. Um and again, this, like crisis as a whole, I was pretty satisfied with the ending. I mean, yeah, there's some post-crisis stuff. Going to continue to be some post-crisis stuff that I'm like, wait, but <laughs> what? It, but damn it, Barry, why? Why, Barry? Um, so yeah, I I don't like I said I don't know how I feel about Diggle as the Green Lantern anymore. I one of those that was like, yeah, this could be awesome. But I've kind of thought about it a lot, and I'm like, <laughs> it could also torpedo like all of his career for the rest of forever as far as superhero stuff. Yeah, I will say this: I don't think they're going to adapt too many like comic book storylines because I think he's going to end up being a supporting character to Superman. I don't think he's going to have his own show, so I suspect that it will be a lot more unique. Just because of that, that he's and Lila's still going to be the Argus person, and Fair. it's just going to be she's going to be on Superman instead. So I think they're going to go like a completely different way with that, but we'll we'll see. Um, Ryan, thoughts? I can already where I'm totally fine with him being John Stewart, um, last name or no last name. We could always find out that his the man he thought his was his adopted father was actually his real father the whole time um whatever i that can all be hand waved away i mean this is a show that got me to take to to be okay with the fact that oliver and dinah were never going to get together even though they they're one of the the couples the dc couples and for me they're up there with you know uh with uh for just that i consider them even though oliver and They've Black Canary and and Green River certainly have their problems. They've they it's still one of those like true romances to me. And the fact that I finally finally got on board with the fact that Oliver and Felicity was going to happen, and that just made me realize that I can accept anything, and <laughs> 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 including Diggle being Green Lantern. Um, I I still have a problem with with uh, Oliver and Felicity. <laughs> 
mean, it's not my choice, but I'm accepting <laughs> right. it. You know? I still want it to be Oliver and one version of the Black Look, we got three choices here. Can't we have him with one yeah. version of the Black Canary? <laughs> Although on her deathbed, she did say that he was her true love. Oh, no, I know, I know. It's, yeah, a lot so of people were like... acknowledgement. All so... right, I know. A lot there of people were unhappy with that because it was like, oh, seriously, on her deathbed, it's like, oh, you were always the only one for me, Ollie, even though you're in love with somebody else. <laughs> You know. and I'm dead. <laughs> right. You're that, my yeah. whole purpose for existence, you know, because I'm just a female character. <laughs> well, they had to come up with something after they decided not to use it to bring her back to life, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'll, you know, for that matter, there's also there was also Sarah, which I would have been happier with right. than uh, Felicity, <laughs> even. Um, you know? But, uh, so yeah, as far as the Green Lantern goes, I'm fine with him being in um, in Superman and Lois, or in the Green Lantern Corps. Either I, I agree, I don't think he can carry his own show. Uh, but if if you have to go back to the comics, uh, I for a long time, I mean, Green Arrow and Green Lantern were you know BFFs, and they even had their own you know, uh, mm. wandering the country, uh, comic book series for a little while. And so you can, granted it was Hal Jordan, but you can still kind of toggle and Ollie onto that. So that, that checks the box for me as well. As far as the post crisis as a whole for arrow, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it's what you expect of a final episode, right? Rings up. Uh, I know we kind of trashed Ragman being on it and I really think we can trash that some more but I don't care enough to but I, I did realize that there were you know thinking about it we didn't we never saw um Deathstroke Manu Bennett or yeah. we never saw um no I honestly really liked to have seen was uh Walter yeah um the guy because he seemed like just a, a stand-up good guy and I just would have liked to have seen him one more time and Shadow. Yeah, oh, yeah, but she's quote-unquote dead. So I guess that's another person Oliver just decided not to restore just because, for the laws. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, Manu Bennett, they, they, they think that, so they, I, I'm assuming that just that Manu Bennett couldn't be there or whatever, but they did throw in that flashback to show the alternate version of saving his mom instead of her dying. So that was their way of giving him a cameo, even though, you know, they couldn't actually have the actor in, Yeah. Um, you know, for the episode. Um, but yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I guess the other thing that I wanted to say, so, so another one of the things that like doesn't really work is like the whole idea of them showing the scene from the end of last season, because it's like somehow on this new earth, the monitor still shows up and still brings an older Felicity who would have had a completely different life than the Felicity to see, you know, some, you know, to see Oliver one last time. So, you know, the monitor no longer exists and this would be a completely different version of Felicity who's apparently just straight up abandoning her daughter again, <laughs> even though on this earth it's a lot nicer. I don't know why she's abandoning her daughter. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to go see Oliver... We get that ending, and you get whatever the, the heck that is. Yeah, so somehow you know Oliver still exists. Yeah, the, so Oliver still exists. You know, in some little universe. The afterlife. Um, so here's the question: 
do we believe that this is the final end for Oliver, or do we suspect, as I do, that every crossover, Oliver is going to pop back up as the Spectre? Oh, he'll be back as a Spectre. <laughs> right. Uh, James, what do you think? Well, I mean, he didn't pass the power of the Spectre on to anybody, and it seemed like that has to be a thing. Um, otherwise, the Spectre right. just continues. There's absolutely a possibility of it. I don't see any reason why Amel would just be like, yeah, no, I'm just done, done forever and ever and ever because this really was a huge staple in like his overall like career and i'm mm-hmm. sure he's very thankful for it so i i hold out hope yeah i mean it's, it's been like three or four weeks out of a year that he has to come and do something i i think that's a lot easier for him than like you know 46 weeks out of a year doing this as a regular show so i think that's for the sure. thing he wanted to get away from but i don't as long as he doesn't have some other project in place that's like a bigger project where he's like no i just literally can't find the time i'm pretty sure that he'll be back whenever they ask him to uh ryan what do you think um i don't see him back in the next crossover mm. uh so the next one's gonna be like you know tiny compared to this one uh but i do oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call it it's zero hour you think so because <laughs> <laughs> everything in the cw runs at the space of about 10 years like one year in the cw so it's probably going to be zero hour uh i don't know what it'll be but i <laughs> i i still think it's gotta be low-key but um that's marvel I, yeah low-key is marvel is, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, when it came out, I heard it. <laughs> but uh, Stephen Amell, he's already got another series lined up, so you know he's got another job. A series? I knew he had a movie that he did for Netflix. What's the series that he's doing? But it's something called Heels. I don't know what oh, okay. it is. He mentioned it, but uh, he's a pro also- wrestler. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, that makes sense. But he's he's been pretty open about like his depression and and uh, how the the show has just you know taken it out of him i mean he's even said that you didn't see oliver shirtless this at all because he's kind of let himself go a little bit and uh he needs to just get back to him um so i can i totally see him taking a year or two off but i think i think it's kind of like a robert downey jr thing when um break from it he's going to remember what he liked and forget what he didn't like and and want to come back yeah what i read was that the thing that upset him or depressed him was like they weren't treating his death as a bit as big a deal as he thought they should like yeah. they were shooting they were shooting his with his reaction in one place and like Kara and barry were in a completely different studio shooting their reactions to it, rather than having them interact you know like as it was happening and he thought yeah. that that was like showing it to like his character and like just treating it as all right just sort of like do this thing and don't get like the the actual like feeling you would get from having the actors in the room with you and actually being able to play off each other so that that was what that was what i read at least that like really upset him yeah i read that too and that's just the logistics of doing a crossover you know on a network tv or whatever Mm -hmm. but more than that i mean he's been pretty open that he's just tired yeah you know of the whole of the whole show as a whole maybe maybe if uh oh, what's her brett rickards is that her name i feel like that's her name yeah, em- yeah emily, bett rickards, emily yeah. there we go if she had come back i don't know maybe that might have been enough but uh no i think he's done and as far as uh, a possible specter i wouldn't be at all surprised to see the original one that we saw in this episode of crisis come back in the role he could have passed it back to him or something like that <laughs> No, I think they're going to leave that as Oliver's thing, because that's the excuse to bring him back, you know, is that he would play that Spectre role. 
You know, so I I don't I see any once... point in them like having that actor. They they'll they'll leave that reserved for when they can get uh, Stephen Amell back. And and once you pass on a Spectre role, I don't think you can really take it back. No take backsies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you're recreating the universe right. from scratch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, they left a chair open for him for goodness sakes. <laughs> There's a yeah. flaming arrow pointing at an Oliver, like in a green arrow costume. Like they've certainly made it like as they can for Oliver. So, you know. I mean, was there room for other future people to sit at that table? Well, they could get a yeah. bigger table. Well, they could always change out a chair. <laughs> yeah. As Oliver's long as chair, it's the exactly. same number of people, they can. See, I what I wanted, what I thought would have been more fitting, since Sarah is the new leader of everybody, is that her should have had an arrow on the back and the canary on the front. So that, that way it's showing that she is really like Oliver's successor. And like that, that I would have liked. But, you know, they then said they just left a chair open. So no, it is I, what it is. I really think they can get a bigger table because have you seen the size of that room? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can get another table. Yeah. But there's yeah. not much yeah. going for the I mean, that's one way. Right <laughs> or, or it just gets to a point where they're like, hey, we have to have, well, this stupid chair we're leaving open for Oliver doesn't serve any purpose. Just knock that away. <laughs> get a new chair with a new symbol. No, though, though every time they get a new member, they're just going to have to recreate the universe from scratch. So, <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying? If they get a new member, the Wonder Twins are going to be. <laughs> they can sit in each other's laps. <laughs> you can take turns. Who gets to touch the chair? <laughs> As Gleek starts throwing his feces everywhere. <laughs> Oh, God. They better do something with that. Otherwise, that was completely pointless. <laughs> Listen, I'll be upset. All right. <laughs> Surprised he didn't show up with Grodd. This is Grodd's friend, Gleek. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So... So uh, I think Ryan's already like uh, uh, mentioned this, but you know, just just to make a hundred percent sure, Ryan, do you want canaries to get a green light? Yes. All right, James, do you want green air on the canaries to get a green light? Yeah, I'd go for it. <laughs> okay, Beth. Green light's addictive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> and Ryan won't get that because he's refusing yeah. to watch Blacklight. Dropping all these references just to motivate him. After the fact, you know. <laughs> now at the count of three, we can Care Bear stare him. One, two, three. <laughs> the next scene gets rebooted, I will have seen it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I'm the one creating it... <laughs> But then again, I think you should watch The Gifted, too. It's on the list. <laughs> that and Legion. Now, now Legion, Legion is definitely a different... Like, I'm not sure Legion. I'm sure you would like Black Lightning and The Gifted if you just give them yeah. a chance. I don't doubt. But, no. It's too much TV. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, all things being considered, especially if they do one of the shows as a summer series, because I don't want, like, like so say, like, okay, so they have S Superman and Lois, and they add Green Arrow and the Canary. It's starting to be, like, too many DC shows right on top of each other. I'd be really happy if they would put one as a summer show. Because one zero, two means yet another 
show on top of the other. I already thought Black Lightning was too many. I kept saying Black Lightning should have been a summer show. Um, so, yeah, I, I really want them to start spreading them out more so we can have more continuous DC and less of, oh, in the fall, there'll be like eight shows all on at the same time. But then starting in the spring, it's only like six. And then in the summer, none. You know, it's like, okay, can't we spread that out? <laughs> Um, we're getting tired right no I I mean I agree with I think it's dangerous having Superman and Supergirl on Mm. at the same time if anything is going to kill Supergirl I'm afraid it's Superman well I mean it's Tyler Hetzlin's fault for being like such so likable (laughs) it's like like he shows up and it's like man that is a good Superman (laughs) and it's the same thing with Lex it's like man that's a really good Lex it's like they they they've done such a great job casting those two. Um, not not to say that because the rumor I have heard is that the villain of the Superman Lois show is going to be yet another holdover crisis doppelganger of Lex. Um, so that's not going to be John Cryer. It's going to be somebody else. Um, I hope that's not true. That's going to be so confusing. That I already <laughs> right. can't handle that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that's not true because I already think that they've milked the crisis holdover. Yeah. Like Batwoman did the best with it. Everything else is like every time, every time they brought up like crisis doppelganger, it's been like this is pointless and stupid. Stop it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, hopefully they can do something with that, but apparently only, Alice slash Beth is the only one that if two of them exist in the same universe, they like kill yeah. each other. Every other doppelganger can live side by side. It doesn't hurt anything. They're going to be five Brainiac fives and eh, you know. Well, maybe they weren't around long enough. Yeah. I mean, they were only around for like a couple of days. Yeah, um, we'll see. If they allow two Lexes to live yeah. side by side, we know that they're completely screwing this up. But all right. Or they can all live in Nash's head. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I can actually see the CW doing that. Anyway, <laughs> everything has just been Wells's fan. Like, we'll, Wells will wake up one day, and it's all been a dream. Fifties, <laughs> you know, like just imagining like superheroes and stuff. Oh, all right. He'll be standing in the shower, shaking his head, going. They'll all be in a snow globe or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, a Dallas and 30 Rock reference. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, all right. So, yeah, we're all kind of on board with Green Arrow and the Canaries. I really do want them to at least resolve it. So, yeah, I feel like if the show isn't picked up, it's probably going to be a Legends thing next year. Uh, but who knows, since apparently none of these writers talk to each other. So it'll be like, hey, that's not our show. That was, you know, Beth Schwartz's show. <laughs> you know, like, we don't know anything about it and we don't talk. So, you know. Alrighty, so now let's uh, say goodbye and uh, let people know real, where they can... Real quick, Well, did anyone else notice that Diggle got his daughter back? Yes. Oh, that's the one thing we forgot. Yeah, yeah. So now, okay, and now it's so messed up that, like, Barry re... Or uh, Oliver re... <laughs> See what I did? The Barry rewriting reality. Oliver rewrote reality, so now Diggle has both a son and a daughter. So somehow having twins didn't affect his life at all. <laughs> Didn't make anything more difficult, and he was able to do all the same things that he was able to do before. (laughs) Because Lila did all the work. (laughs) While she was running Argus. (laughs) And being a villain half the time. They have excellent nanny care in Argus headquarters. (laughs) Apparently. But, yeah, that that way they could shut Diggle up about the whole thing of, What? I daughter? (laughs) 
it's like, all right, dude, you still have a kid. It's not like Barry, like, murdered your child. It's just now instead of a girl, you have a boy. Like, a it's different still... sperm won the race. Big deal. I, I know. It's like you still, that's not really as big a deal as, like, Cisco's brother dying. You know, it's like, it's, it, the, the, the scales are balanced. You know, it's just an exchange I mean, rather than uh... a, it's an exchange rather than a change. <laughs> I mean, I don't think siblings are interchangeable. <laughs> Same number of kids, it's fine. I still want to know what the heck Barry did to make a different sperm. <laughs> well, all that it had to be is if them, uh, you know, like, got together, like, even, like, a second later than they did in the other timeline, it would have been a completely different batch. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just... Uh, that's that's actually, like, the biggest, like, ripple of time travel that nobody ever talks about is the fact that even, like, the slightest time-off would change there, conception, you know, kind of thing. Like, you know... Yeah, the, another show did it so much better. Um, What was the name of that show? It only had one season. It, but it was about a guy who... Went, it was, like, basically like a quantum... Um, oh, but, it, yeah, at one point he went back in time and accidentally left his digital camera in the past... And um, that that created, and when we went back to his present, everyone was everything was ten mm. years advanced into the future. And he found out because of that, he hadn't hooked up with his wife the same night. His son became his daughter, and so he had to go back in time. And he felt, and it was kind of tragic because he fell in love mm. with this uh, new daughter, but he had to go back in time and you know make her unexist and uh, bring back his son. Oh, okay, yeah, I've never uh, heard of that one. It was it was a really great show. I wish he'd gotten Journeyman. Mm. That's what it was called. Okay. Journeyman. Kevin McKidd had one season in 2007. You should check it out if you get a chance. It's a quantum leap ripoff. And it also had um, there was the act and another sci-fi actress. Um, what is her name? Uh, Moon Bloodgood. She was in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Anyone else have anything to say? Did we good? We good with I Green Arrow? Checked all my boxes. Okay. <laughs> Are you good, James? I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm three sheets to the wind. I'm fine. Uh, Brian, you good? I mean, the you know, Arrow did not fail this audience. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, now with your permission, Beth. All right, now we can say goodbye and let people know where they can find us online. So, James, why don't you say goodbye and let people do? Yeah, so always great to be on the podcast. Uh, if people want to find me out there, I'm not currently producing anything because uh, of the stuff I'm doing in my real world job that actually gives me money. Um, <laughs> but once that's all done, hopefully I'll get back to it. So you can find me on Twitter at Roman on the Rocks. Uh, you can follow my website at Roman on the Rocks. Um, there's some old articles and I think a few podcasts on there. So yeah, feel free to check it out. All right. And Ryan, say goodbye and let people know where they can find you. Yeah, uh, never going to hack out of the internet. I have a, except for when my Wi-Fi goes out, <laughs> I have a constant connection. So, you know, I'm always there. But you can find me you know, on Facebook uh, under Ryan Guthrie. Um, I do have a website, geekstranger.com. Check it out because, you know, mm-hmm. the, that, the, so that way I get a notification someone visited. <laughs> Yay. Um, <laughs> so it always, always gives me a warm fuzzy. Um Feel free to find me on Twitter, but, you know, I don't check that either. So basically Facebook or this podcast or these people is uh, track me down. Um, real life is kind of uh, hectic at the moment. And, uh, you know, maybe there'll be conventions in the future. Maybe there won't. Maybe we'll be go all cannibalistic. Maybe we won't. But, um, you, know, but you know, hopefully I'll be doing new stuff in the future. 
All right. If Oliver wills it. Hey, do, do you still have a website? <laughs> <laughs> Did you mention that that you still have GeekStranger.com? Has it ever? Has it been like updated since DragonCon? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm gonna flat. Out, I mean, I, I'm not 100 sure of that, but I'm like, I'm gonna flat out say no. It has. <laughs> GeekStranger.com. Get... That's GeekStranger one word. Dot com. <laughs> Two fingers. You, you might want to, like, you know, get on that. <laughs> At the very least, I need to update podcasts, you know. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. That's the low-key way of saying you might want to get on that. Oh, is this, like, one of those subtle hints my wife talks about? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Beth, why don't you say goodbye and let people know where they can find you? Um, I'm around. <laughs> uh, my Facebook page is called Mrs. Whiskers Studios. You can find cosplay shenanigans there. Um, and that's pretty much it. I don't do much. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Beth, James, and Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Thank Good you. Here. Anytime. So that's a wrap on our Arrow podcast. But that's not the end. We want to hear from you. What did you think of the episode? What did you think? What do you think that we should cover? What do you think about Green Arrow and the Canaries? Do you think it's going to be picked up? Do you think that it's the end of the show? I will say that since this episode, I have learned that the Berlanti group has said that if the show is not picked up, that they'll do a comic book tie-in to finish out the storyline. So they have committed to finishing the storyline. They're not going to shift it over to Legends, which is what I thought they would do to finish it up. But I guess that would mean it would have to be the season after this next one of Legends, which probably is too much for them to plan ahead on. But we'll see how that goes. But you can let us know what you think in a variety of different ways. One way is to email us at everything at 42cast.com. Another way is to tweet to us at 42cast. Another way is to go to our Facebook at facebook.com slash 42cast. Another way is to leave us reviews on Stitcher Radio or iTunes. Or you can go to our website at 42cast.com and leave comments on any of the episodes. I do want to make sure everyone's aware of the ESO Patreon. It's patreon.com slash ESO Network, where you can, uh, if you have some extra cash, you can help donate to the network. It helps keep all the shows going, and it also gives you access to either early episodes of some shows or exclusive content from others. So basically, you're helping out the entire network by doing that. I also want to make sure that I plug Time Streams again. That is the podcast that I do with my friend Juliet, where we're watching through all of Doctor Who from the beginning and commenting on it. It has been a lot of fun, and we would love to take you with us on the ride. And the best part is, you don't have to watch the episode, because we explain to you everything that happened during the episode. So I know a lot of people are kind of hesitant to dip into older Who, especially the 60s Who. So that's the format that we're kind of going with is, we're presenting this to people who either have or haven't watched the show already so that you can follow along with us. So check that out. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Join us back next week when James Remar will not be joining us. And until then, this is Nathan signing off. You have been listening to the 42 Cast, copyright 2020. Got a question for the ultimate answer? Contact us at everything at 42cast.com. Theme music is Sharper Swords by Brandon Ellis. 
Check out more of his work at www.cityfires.com. The 42 Cast is a proud member of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.